Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate team mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Okay, welcome back, everyone. I've invited my favorite co-host. <laughs> co-host. Guest co-host, <laughs> if you will, uh, the less annoying Liz Bentley when Princess Jones Curtis. Hi, Princess. Hi, I am coming to you live from my home that is full of moving boxes, and I am exhausted, and I have children running around, but I took a nap, I ate some protein, I'm ready for this. Good, I hope so, you are. Yeah. I know, this is hard, we're recording at night, and I like exercise in the mornings before work now, so I go to bed at like 9.30, but I didn't really mm-hmm. exercise this morning, so you know, I'm ready to stay up late, I'm ready to tackle this. Yeah. Okay, so season no, like, finale of OG you remember, this week. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Wait, you remember when you were talking so much shit about young and pregnant? You were like, I'm yeah. not going to care about those bitches. Absolutely. Who are these people? You're like, never, 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 never. And then you were like, I cannot recap two shows, a show. I just can't do it. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Months later, you're basically going over two shows. Thank God oh, nothing's happening on OG. But uh, Team Mom Tube's coming back, what, in May? May yeah. 7th? Uh-huh. So never say never. That's a lesson here. I never know. say never. I know. I just, here's the thing. I'm not sure I would love Young and Pregnant as much as I do if OG wasn't so bad. True. True. Maybe you'd be too busy with that other stuff. But I was watching, I wasn't with you, but what happened, A Young and Pregnant premiered after Fair was supposed to get fired. So we were all watching it live, mm-hmm. which was very smart on MTV's part. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the Facebook group just rolled over to Young and Pregnant. And I was watching and you were watching at the same time along with a bunch of other people. And I will never forget, it was 12 minutes into the fucking show and you posted, wait, I think I like this. And I was like... <laughs> You were, like, against it. You were so against it. And all it took was 12 minutes. And I'm sure there was a commercial break in there. Uh, two. I'm sure minutes. there were two. <laughs> and you were like, oh, no, no, no. Take my mind. Take my mind. Take my mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know? I <laughs> I love TMYP. I just do. And I think, wasn't it even the night that Fair was, like, supposed to get fired and they didn't even show it until the next week? No. It was the night she did get fired because we were all just like, we were That's like, it's it. finally here. And it was like, what did we just watch? Yeah. This is, this, they could have showed us this three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I thought I wasn't interested in it, but I was wrong and I'm interested in it. And you, so, you said you would watch it. And I was like, okay, I go, go ahead. Like, I hope you enjoy it. And then my ass So there's still hope it. for Team Mom. There's still hope for Team Mom. <laughs> Maybe There's one day. Hope. If it gets on Hulu or something, I might give it a chance. But the reality is, it's like I'm yeah. not seeking it out. Yeah, and it's only six episodes. So it's one of those things that, like, you could 
watch a little bit of it and then be like, dedicate like a little portion of one show to like, okay, let, let me tell you what my impressions were when I was watching this. Yeah. And... But yeah, I don't know so. what I'm going to do. Honestly, like I'm not that excited for Team Mom 2 to come back. I me either because we've seen it all. We've we seen it we all. watched it play out already. Yeah. And like I don't know. It's just not that in now that we have this new crop of girls that are like providing drama and don't give a fuck about their images in any way, I mm-hmm. am like, ugh, don't even bring T Mom two back. Who cares? Like, I don't this sounds like blasphemy, so you guys, I'm sorry in advance but i kind of don't care about janelle that much anymore and the the reason is is that janelle is doing the same thing over and over again like if she was still doxing people and posting people's abortion appointments i'd be i'd be there for her but right now she's she's grown up to a certain extent and they're just things she's not gonna do now she is claiming that david black on twitter (laughs) but that's not enough for me David Dolezal. So who said that? Who who called him David Dolezal? I don't know, but that's good. He's one percent black. Everybody. Twenty three and me is twenty three and me was a mistake. <laughs> oh my goodness! Twenty three and me needs to put a little letter in there. They probably do. They didn't read it. Never mind. They probably do put a little letter in there. And then like, did you? Say, hey. Did you see what he posted today where he was like, why are people no. calling me racist? I have black friends, like literally. And he posted a picture of him and a group of people and there are three black people in it. <sighs> yeah. That reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where George had to go out and find a black person to be friends with. And he ended up with like a plumber or somebody trying to invite them. <laughs> like, I, I, obviously David's a racist. Yeah. But I find it the most the most dangerous racist people are people who don't think that they are and that they think they're like, I have black friends. Yeah. I yeah. do this. I do that. And in fact, he's not as dangerous as some of um, um, the people I've met in very liberal circles who, in fact, perpetual rate, who further racist agendas for their own personal goals, but they would not consider themselves a racist. Like when yeah. it, like, yeah. like they technically they they wouldn't march in any like parades or anything, mm-hmm. any like racist parades. But like, if a black family lived near them, they'd be like, well, you know, I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to be cautious. That's just good sense. Like, yeah, or support so, the prison industrial complex or right like, stuff like that. Yeah, or absolutely. you're the one in charge of like hiring, you know, redlining. Oh yeah, you're in charge of hiring, and you're and you don't hire this black girl because she comes in and you're uncomfortable with her hair. Like yeah. it's not what you're just you don't get it, you don't understand it. So you're just like, yeah, you know, I feel more comfortable hiring someone who looks like me and who. Mm-hmm. But that's what racism is. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I mean, so, that's I mean, more pervasive racism than David hanging a Confederate flag in his on his house. Yeah. So like, but. David doesn't even interest me right now because he's not doing anything new and Janelle isn't doing anything new. Like I want new shit from people. I want to see them evolve. And just like you and I talk about all the time. We get devolve too. too. It just, it can't, it has to be ecstatic, the same or different. I, it just has to be, there has to be movement. I agree. Janelle's been with David too long. I'm bored of it. 
They need to have their breakup. She needs to be single, and then she needs to get some psychotic new guy. Like, we're... Yeah. I just looked at my fake watch. You know what I mean? Like, time's up. <laughs> I'm sure hashtag time's up would love to be associated associated with Janelle's daylight. <laughs> <laughs> Should I start hashtagging everything time's up? But I'm really talking about yes, Janelle Sarah, and David's relationship. <laughs> Steal other people's hashtags and make it your own. Do it, Farrah. Do it. So, no, I so, agree. Yeah, I, I totally not, agree. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's there like to really look for? Like, Barb is going to scream. David's going to yell. I mean, there are uh-huh. funny moments in there. Like, I'm still laughing about her having a meltdown the day of the wedding. He was in that backhoe and she's like chasing <laughs> after it. And he's like slowly because they go like one mile an hour, but they're encaged. You know, it's like enclosed. So he couldn't, like, he'd have to listen to her. And she's, like, running after it, screaming, and he's just like, I don't give one fuck. But <laughs> those moments are funny, but they're so few and far between. No, I totally agree. I'm not, Absolutely. I only really want to see Leah if her and Jeremy are hooking up, which I think they are, but I don't know if she'll show it. Right? I don't know if she'll show it. The stuff with uh, Kale, Javi, and Brianna is interesting it was interesting at the time but since we know what happened mm-hmm. it's no longer interesting yeah since like the broke stuff up. in the backstage i'm yeah they already broke up it's not going to go anywhere our dream of kale in the chaos where the witches move to delaware oh, and they all happening. try to co-parent along with joe <laughs> it's, it's not, not happening. happening it's not happening yeah, I think if so Bree now, and Javi were still together, we would be, like, a little more into the idea of the storyline because it could keep escalating. Yeah. So it's just going to – so Team Mom – listen, when when they start talking about not filming Janelle and when they decide to fire Farrah, I – you guys can find this shit in the group. Go to mollyandthecycles.com. Find in the group. I said they must have seen – Footage from Team Mom Young and Pregnant, and they are betting hard on it. I hope so. They know. Yeah, and that's what happened. So, and then this came on, and like 10 seconds into the show, it's like, the baby doesn't have an arm. What? <laughs> that's <laughs> when I was on board. That's when you were like, I got it. I'm in it. I'm I, bet if you go, <laughs> I bet if you go and find that post, my first comment's, the baby doesn't have an arm? And then the next one's like, wow, I like this show. But we're also seeing them. We're seeing cracked iPhones. We're seeing people who are poor. And we're seeing people that are actually having to make decisions mm-hmm. in the way team moms have to make decisions. The team moms of OG and team mom two are not tech. Although they do still have some of the same struggles. The money makes a big difference. Yeah. So well, if MTV was money. smart. It's not just the money. It's the fact that the drama is played out. Because I'll watch rich people all day. If you know, I'll watch them not be poor all day. That's true. If there's entertaining drama. Like I said last week, a show that really has figured this out is Vanderpump Rules. Like I don't care that they're making three hundred thousand dollars a season and they have nicer cars now. Like they're still garbage in their personal lives and have fresh drama every season. And the issue with Team Mom OG is there's not fresh drama. So, you know, Janelle can but- have the house all she wants and the cars all she wants. But if there's no fresh drama, then it's like, what are we watching? But when you're a, mo- a teen mother, the money helps you avoid drama. Yeah. Because instead of saying, True. instead of having an argument with Joe about who's going to watch your kid, 
Somebody and just watches it because you can pay for it. Somebody yeah. just, you just pay for it. Yeah. You don't have to be like, I don't have anybody to watch my kid. I'm going to have to take them over to Joe's parents' house and what if they don't give them back? Yeah. Like that. True. But with the Vanderpump Rules kids, Joe, the, the money only makes the drama more because now they can afford all the drugs that make them do the shit they're doing. That's true. That's a, that's a really the, good point. But the team, the other thing with the team, the team moms, it, it lessens the drama. So these, first mm-hmm. of all, these, these kids on Team Mom Young and Pregnant want to check. Secondly, yeah. they are showing all their bits and pieces because they have no choice. They, they also don't know about production. They don't know that they can take off their mic and go somewhere. <laughs> they're not, they're not there yet. They yeah. don't know they can rip off the camera yet. True. So if, if MTV were, MTV, if MTV were smart, they they would do what I've been saying the entire time. They would let this go, and and as people move on and evolve to the next step and lo- are no longer watchable, you move you bring someone else in. Yeah, they would. And you real never let you ne- at Real Housewives. You don't let anybody get too comfortable. You let these people know around reunion time. You but we're we're about you're at your job evaluation right now. <laughs> the fact that you did not come here is a problem. So you need to clear out your locker. And go and go fill out some update your resume and go fill out some applications because we bring people in as we see fit and and this is how they keep this show going. Yeah, no, I agree. They've let the girls build a brand and they've backed themselves into a corner because of course they should be paid a ton of money. Of course they should be able to dictate the terms of filming. Like they're on the eighth season, ninth season of their own show. Like, they're the stars. They deserve it. They're their own brands. They deserve it, but that means a bad show for us, essentially. Yeah. Get together, MPV. Get together. Yeah. All right, let's talk about OG. We are not going to go scene by scene on OG. I just want to talk about, like, each character segments because it is the season finale. And yeah. it was... It didn't feel like a finale, did it? It didn't feel like a finale because literally nothing got wrapped up in any way. The same stuff that's been happening, happening. Happened. Yeah, I did think it was like an interesting episode. I mean, it's better than the other ones have been this season, but mm-hmm. kind of because of like poor people struggles. <laughs> like, sure. Like Mackenzie and Ryan dealing with, I mean, it's not, drugs are not a poor people struggle, but like relatable struggles and Kate and her mental health stuff and Tyler taking on the burden. Mm-hmm. And of course it's totally different for her cause she can afford to just go back to inpatient treatment. But those are real <laughs> things that everybody deals with mental health and drug addiction. Yeah. Like people can understand that and latch onto it. So it's interesting to watch, but let's start with Macy, which, you know, means hmm. no Macy who cares about Macy. Uh, her mom looked yeah. great. Was glad her mom that was the best she's looked in years at least that we've seen her mom looks love that her mom was on camera i know that she's still close with her mom through social like you mm-hmm. see them on social media and stuff but we don't get to see her on camera she's just her and her dad are just not like i read that so her parents of supposedly the reason that they stopped filming many years ago is because her dad got arrested for cashing bad checks and they like <laughs> wanted to step away from the camera which you know what? god bless the smartest decision Smart. one could ever make he gets in trouble, and they're like, mm, well, we won't put ourselves on MTV. Smart. Smart. Which makes me like them even more. I know. Not the bad tech part, but just the fact that you're like, they're like, well, we've talked about this, and 
not going to jail is more important than being on TV. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Mackenzie is six weeks pregnant. It's a nightmare. It's a true nightmare. Ryan was... Okay, here's the secret. I don't know if I've talked about this. People on heroin are like, they're fine. Like, when if somebody around you is a heroin addict and they always have dope, like, yeah, they might be, like, a little lagging and they're not off sometimes. But, like, they're tolerable. An intolerable person, mm. drug addict, is a heroin addict in withdrawal. A heroin addict that yeah. does not have a fix is the most unbearable person to be around. And that's what we were watching in this episode. Yeah. Ryan was, like, when he was... He's like, oh, I have to get home. I don't feel good. I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Ryan's kicking. And in the car, when he did, did everybody notice he did that thing where he's like, (sighs) (sighs) like, and started, like, dry heaving? I was like, oh, my God, he's sick as a fucking dog. And she's, like, trying to turn on the seat heater. Oh, yeah. She's trying to turn on the seat heater. And she's like, I'm like, Mac, Mac. Oh, you know what? One of the things that really annoyed me about this is how everybody's, like, on the internet is, like, Oh, he's he's sucking on fentanyl oh lollipops. Chewing Guys, dum dum. <laughs> it took so long for anyone to believe Ryan was a drug addict, and now you guys think he's fucking Batman or some shit. Like Agreed. he's got all these gadgets. Like the dog's made of coke, and that's why he's sniffing it. Like, <laughs> like, like, dude, he's he's he's. I'm. Thank you for getting on board. He's a drug addict, but he's like not doing it in front of the camera. He's doing it. He's doing it there. Probably what producers are there, probably, because he's, like, at that stage. Like, he's not a casual user. Obviously, he's an addict. But he's also, like, he's just, it's just a lollipop guy. Yeah. It's just a fucking lollipop. We're at a doctor's lollipop. office. He got a lollipop. He stuck two in his yeah, mouth. And, That's, first yeah, first of all. he's greedy and sugar. Ryan, <laughs> I really don't think, it's so fucking hard to get fentanyl lollipops in the year 2018. Like, it is not, it is not easy. My ex-boyfriend, and when he was first doing dope in, like, the mid-2000s, he used to have, um, this is so awful, like, terminal cancer patients that would sell him fentanyl patches and lollipops and stuff, because at this time, like, the doctors would just write you scripts, you know, especially if you have terminal cancer, like, just write you scripts or whatever you want, and, like, I would be shocked if there's even a fucking pharmacy within like a hundred miles of Ryan that was filling fentanyl lollipop. Like it, it, fentanyl is so hard to get now. It's so hard to Mm -hmm. get. And the idea that he has access to the lollipops enough to like crack to why he sits in the doctor's office is very, very, very far-fetched. It's just, it's just not that realistic that he would have access to them. What he would have access to is just lollipops. Like, Ryan's getting fat, yeah. guys. Like, you see, like... Yes, Ryan. And I hate to, like, body shame him, obviously, because I'm not... I mean, first of all, I'm not in a position to. And second of all, it's just gross in general. But he... Ryan used to be very trim, like, mm-hmm. kind of like the body type that Bentley is. Yeah. Like Bentley's such a little slim little guy. That's That was Ryan's body type. And now he's really... Uh, packing on the pounds, and I don't know. I don't think it's not dope. I think drug related. No, I think he's gaining weight like his daddy. I think there's. Ah. I think people are like coming really hard down on Ryan's looks, but the fact is, I think he's just aging like shit. If you look at him, like his skin doesn't like look that bad. 
You know, like, if you look, mm-hmm. his face doesn't look that bad. His eyes obviously look fucking crazy. But, like, <laughs> he just looks so bad because he's gotten fat and his hair is going gray. I think that, and people know he's on heroin, so they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, the drugs are destroying him. But if you notice, like, he's gaining weight in his face and his belly, just like his daddy. Okay. So, Ryan's gaining weight. He's sniffing a dog full of cocaine, and he's <laughs> sucking on fentanyl lollipops at the, at the, at the, uh, the, the doctor. But at the doctor, there you go. The doctor looks at your vagina. That doctor. And so, so, he's just chilling. And Max just handed them the, the fentanyl lollipop. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't get high that morning. And I wouldn't even say he, well, maybe he did get high because, no, 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 I'm not going to say that. So I'm not saying he didn't get high that morning. And I'm not even going to say that he, would, he wouldn't go in the bathroom at the doctor and get high because people get high anywhere. But yes, I just, guys, when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras, okay? It's not, let's not. We're doing too much right now. Agreed. Um, Macy says straight up on camera, like, I know people who know people and he's not clean. And I was like, good. Like, now we said it. You know, Camille Grammer's here. Now we said it. But Um, we said it. (laughs) I am really glad. Or I thought, I'm not really glad. I thought the scene with his parents and his dad giving that little motivational speech was, like, really nice but really sad. I don't know what's going on with Jen and Larry. I don't know how deep in denial they are. I think it's very sad that they're being like, well, maybe the baby's what Ryan needs. Even Macy and her mom are saying that. Like, oh, well, maybe he just needs this baby. And it's like, no. That's something you just say. That's it's very, something you just say. It's very Tori and Dean. It's not. Oh, it's very Tori and Dean. But I, my, my take on it was Larry was drunk. Yeah. And also, Larry, Larry Southern. This is how Larry talks. Larry, he tells a long, a good long yeah. story. He talks in metaphors and inspirational little chit chat. That's how, that's a Southern archetype. Yeah. Um, that's just how he talks. And also, they, we need to be clear that nobody has any control over Ryan except mm-hmm. for Ryan. Mm-hmm. Matt doesn't control Ryan. His parents don't. None of that shit. So, Unless they are willing to tell Ryan, piss in this cup before you come in my house, this is the most they can be doing at this yeah. moment. You're, uh, she's already pregnant. First of all, they're telling that story about how she's pregnant. And they're giggling, and Ryan's just looking like, what y'all think is funny? Because this is not, <laughs> this is the end of the world. Well, wait, how about. I not think she was going to get that. How about his reaction was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do we do? And Max said, we're married, hun. Like, and he's like, call mom, call yeah. mom. Yeah, he didn't take care of everything. Well, because Ryan knows this is like a crazy idea. I did think Larry, I thought it was nice what he said. Basically, the point of Larry's story was like, yeah, it sucks that you're dealing with this on MTV. And like, you know, you're publicly dealing with this. Mm-hmm. But if you can help one person... Like, maybe it'll all be worth it that you have to go through such a public sh- public struggle. And I was like, yeah, that, like, if Ryan maybe. gets clean, like, maybe even if he doesn't get clean, like, maybe this is Ryan's last purpose, you know, to be a cautionary tale if he can't get sober. Or if he does, to be an inspiring tale. Like, I didn't think it was a bad message from Larry, but it no. is sad because they're so deep in denial and they're so not yeah, it was, dealing they're with naive. it. And Jen's crying, and you Jen, know she cries all the time. Jen 
is going to drop dead. Like, yeah, the stress is yeah. killing her. I, if she identifies, first of all, I keep saying first of all, but all of all, Jen, <laughs> you know Jen wanted another kid, right? Yeah. There's no way she wants to stop at Ryan. No. So Jen has either some fertility issues, something going on there. So she puts her all into Ryan. Yes. She she coddles him, and she, yes, she enables him. But I believe that Jen blames herself for everything that happens to Ryan. Like she is going back in her head and talking and thinking about that time she was late to school pickup, mm-hmm. and this is why Ryan's on heroin. Like she yeah. blames herself, mm-hmm. and Larry blames Ryan because yes. him and Jen wouldn't even be married if it wasn't for Ryan. And so they. <laughs> He blames Ryan for everything, probably, in his life. And it's just super hard to watch. Also, another thing that was super hard to hear about was the fact that Mac put her pea stick in the fast food bag. <laughs> Even the producer was like, so what? Gross. <laughs> you Why did you what? do that? That's gross. <laughs> and also, you guys are trying to get pregnant. You could have just texted him, hey, I'm pregnant, dude. Like, it's not a surprise. They were, like... <sighs> it's not... Mac went. It's not the prize where he's fucking up my prize over. Ugh. Princess Mackenzie made a conscious choice to go off birth control, and they talked about it. That's he said he was ready, but crazy. the thing is, he never believed she would get. You know what I think it is? I think Ryan has been fucking raw since Macy, yeah. Dallas, and all these other chicks. Oh yeah, he's been fucking raw since Macy, and he hasn't got anybody pregnant. So he was probably thinking, either one, I can't, so it's not a problem. Or two, it's gonna take forever. Yeah. And, so, and and then she's just like, within ten minutes of him being like, "Hey, let's have a baby," she just shows up. I'm, I'm pregnant. And he was like, like oh. "What? I meant like in three years from now." <laughs> and then last week he said something like, "Call me when the baby's thirty or something." No, he said three, <laughs> like past diapers. He meant like, "Call me when the baby's a Ugh. toddler." It was so, and Mac I was get like, it. "Really?" <sighs> Mac is. I just, she's such, God, someone's blasting music driving by me. Sorry. Um, She's just so pathetic. Like, she's a really pathetic person. And as I said, I think I said this last week, like, I no matter how hard I come down on Mackenzie or anybody comes down on Mackenzie, like, she's the one that's dealing with this for the rest of her life. She has just ulti- sure. entered the ultimate consequence She's giving her child a drug addict father. It is possible that her child will not have a father. Like, I personally have friends, like, I know multiple people who are single mothers because their baby fathers died of heroin overdoses. Like, Mm -hmm. more than five. I know, I can think of off the top of my head, like, six people right now that are in that position. Like, that's how many people. It's a rough position. And, and also, I think I texted you this. I think I texted you this. There is a difference. What I'm, what I find gross about Mac's story is kind of what I find gross about what people are talking about with Khloe Kardashian right now. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being a looky loo at an accident, there than getting out of your car and clapping. There's a whole yes. different thing. Agreed. Like, Agreed. This is. Like, obviously, I'm nosy as fuck. This is why I watch these shows. Uh, this is why I know this information, okay? I need the gossip. But at the same time, I can say to myself, damn, it must be, even if you're a super rich person, even if you are somebody who's used to being a single mom like Mac is, 
Um, this is a rough road to go down. Even if it's her own fault, it's a rough road to go down. Yeah. And I, I think Mac is making the, the biggest mistake that women make. And it's that believing that, <laughs> excuse me, believing that your pussy cures people, <laughs> that you, that someone can have a consistent behavior with other women and that all you have to do is fuck them and they get cured. People don't change unless they want to. And your vagina can be amazing, but it doesn't change people. And Mac is determined. She thinks that if she just is the perfect wife, if she shows up, if she pushes him, if she makes this work, mm-hmm. everything will be okay. And a lot of people judging her for that do this. I So many women in my life do shit like this. She is not new in this at all. If you can hear this, guys, I want you to love yourself more than this. Khloe Kardashian, I want you to love yourself more than this. Tristan Thompson, love yourself more than this. Ryan, love yourself more than this. This is not... She's going to try so fucking hard. She's going to go down with the ship. Mac is. She is going to be there to till something terrible happens. And she's going to tell us everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. And because I've been there. I've been like a young girl who who basically was like just trying to, to trying to make something work, and it didn't work out. And I was digging my hole deeper and deeper. I was lying about stuff because I was embarrassed. And it was only until I was dug my hole so deep, I was damn near the China, that I had to be like, okay, actually, <laughs> nothing. It's not all good over here and I'm tired of lying about it. And I guess <laughs> I guess I should stop. And she's not she's not gonna be there. I don't um did you saw the previews for next week, right? Yes. For them being at the reunion. She says Ryan's gonna do what Ryan wants to do. And I want I wanna hear the context of that because that is the truth, but I didn't know that Mac knew that. I didn't know that she realized that Nothing she does can make Mac not, I mean, make Ryan not use drugs, not be a good father, be like, nothing she does can do that. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, She also, she just, the fact is, she also has this like fantasy in her head that if Ryan can just be a full time father that that's going to fix it. Like she even said this week, like when they were like, well, maybe the new baby will help. And she's like, yeah, baby that he's around consistently. She, no, being a, mm. it's, just, it's not going to happen. You know, for every Nicole Richie, there's a million more Aprils like Kate's mom. Mm. You know, we all Damn. have this like fantasy of Nicole <laughs> Richie, who was like crazy party girl. She was an addict. She yeah. was nuts. And then she had her babies and like now she's just like calm, cool, collected, super mom, like has told, you know, like no more driving on the wrong side of the freeway, like that, like not on heroin and like throwing bleach everywhere, like having a baby just changed Nicole Richie. And everybody wants that to be the reality, but the reality is most people are butch. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, most people... Well, I'm well, not addicts. Don't die. Not people, but like I, addicts. You're right. But I'm not saying that addicts don't die, but there are also plenty of addicts who spend years going through the same cycle over and over again. And and each t- new time is like, yeah, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to try this. I'm going to, I'm getting clean. And they, they might even be clean, right? For mm-hmm. a little while. And then something happens or they could, it could, it could literally just be that the, the stoplight they were at was too long and they decided that, that was going to be the day they were going to start using again. It, it happened. Yeah. And it, and I, I can see Ryan doing that because Ryan has the resources to, to um, continue because he has a family that supports him and the, and the boundaries are not there. He has some money at this point. He, he just has a lot of people like holding him up. And I think you mentioned that talking to a friend's mom mm-hmm. about Ryan, possibly about a friend that basically she was loving her child to death. And she chose that. She's like, I'd rather love her to death than sit, than set a boundary and she dies anyway. And then I'm not there. So that's, essentially what's happening with Ryan and yeah. it, his bottom might be way his, he, he might be far away from his bottom and he might die before he hits it I agree unfortunately um, let's go on to Amber who okay. has had the most boring season she's ever had <laughs> listening to her talking that. about parenting with Chris I don't know how Crystal keeps a straight face listening to Amber talk about parenting decisions um, Andrew right. getting a job offer like truly rocked me to my core. That was not a job offer, Liz. <laughs> First of all, he said that he started he's working on that project with those guys. So they had to Skype him to let him know that the project get out of here, dude. That, that Well was that was MTV. Come on. Right. But that was just a couple of friends that were just like he was like, Can you Skype me and tell me that, <laughs> that I'm gonna be working so that Twitter get off my back? Like that's <laughs> that's yeah. not real that's about as real as Macy adopting a baby that's not real that's true <laughs> but when I was like Amber's boyfriend having a job because Amber much like Janelle her boyfriend's job is being her boyfriend true. like he he needs to be here there for every moment of every day um Amber was like well we'll need I'll need to find somewhere to stay in LA and it's like I think you guys will stay together it was weird she was like talking about it like all like you'll go to LA and I'll go to LA. Did you know? Like, mm, yeah. The language and she's weird. like, while you're making money, I'll be spending money. I'm like, girl, what do you? How much money do you think he's gonna get from this? Yeah. Also, like, not sure not... how real a produ- like of a job a producer is when like you're not already a producer. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's you know what I'm not gonna speak on things I don't know about, but I but I'm gonna let you know, Amber, right now that. He's not going to be getting, like, a paycheck like that. It's not, like, please don't count him in your budget right now. Because it's not, don't do, like, you have a budget. But yeah. don't put him, don't make him a line on your budget yet. Because, baby, the, you're not going to be getting anything from that. So, yeah. calm down. I just, like, I don't really know much about, like, production. But my, under, like, I just, I'm not sure how real, like, a producer for, like, some weird project, like, how much that's actually a position you know what I mean? Like, what? Also, yeah. he said, like, if you notice, he was like, yeah, I was working on it with them when they were at UCLA. And I'm like, oh, is this like a student film? Like, it was, mm. it was, um, I loved when, wait, I loved when the producer, that weird pro- male producer that she has all of a sudden, he's like, so, Andrew, do you just, like, miss working? And Andrew's like, yeah. And he's like, don't you just miss, like, being creative? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just felt as Andrew's no, like in a bathroom. Like... 
looking like Dom DeLuise. Honestly, I, I deeply relate to Andrew in some ways. I understand he's like a bad, he has a very shady past, but like something about the way just Andrew like shuffles around in his slippers and his robe. I'm like, I get that. With bags of throw up? Yeah, I get it. Like I, if Going somebody wanted to move me to Indiana to be like their house guest and pay for all my stuff and I got to just like chill all day, like, yeah. I would do that. You know, I used to say that I, because especially, especially before I had kids and stuff, that I should like go on the bad girls club because I just use, I just like stack the per diem and I just stay in my room and do my freelance work. And so I just have like a free room and board and like food. <laughs> and, and I would be fine with that. But people always told me I get kicked off because I was I wasn't doing anything. But I could, yeah, I would go somewhere just to like, yeah, hang out in my bathrobe and yeah, and dream. I yeah, and drink and like listen to Amber and like lie to her about whether <laughs> whether she's right or wrong. Yeah. Like you're I right, could babe. do that if I didn't have babe. Yeah, you're right. I'd be like yeah. They're keeping them for. They're keeping her from you down the street. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did call Gary yeah. no reason Gary, which I was like, mm, yeah. Maybe don't speak and on that, Gary. Well, you know, that's when we start hating the people, right? Yeah. The side characters and the boyfriends is when they start talking about characters that have been on the show because we're like, listen, we've been with Gary for eight years. You don't know Gary. Don't talk about Gary in front of us. <laughs> that's how we feel, even though. I'm not a huge fan of Gary anyway, but I don't want to hear that motherfucker talking about Gary. Yeah. (laughs) I do want to say, I think I have, I think Amber, I know people might disagree with me, but I think Amber does have a right to be hurt if Leah isn't coming to her house on assigned weekends because she's going to sleepovers. I think it is good of Amber that Amber's like, okay, you can go on the sleepovers. I think if that's happening... But I feel this way, but then I also remember, like, there's no way Amber's keeping up with, like, her Wednesday visits she's supposed to have. Like, I know she's not actually keeping to her schedule, and she was just pissed Mm -hmm. because MTV was there and Leah was supposed to come over. Um, I don't know. I, I, part of me, like, does feel bad, and I would imagine it's very hard if you're the every other weekend parent or you're the kid that, like has to balance like well do I want to hurt my mom's feelings or do I want to go to my friend's house like that's a lot for a nine-year-old to take on and I feel bad for everybody Mm -hmm. involved but then I'm like oh yeah Amber just goes like months without seeing Leah I forgot yeah so why is Leah supposed to see this happens with anybody that's sharing children with anyone whether like it's a nine case foster kids or whether it's like a a co-parenting with an ex or Mm -hmm. whatever even grandparent stuff it's what happens is they get to an age where they want to hang out with their friends or things are happening. They have a schedule. Things are happening yeah. on your weekend and you can do one of two things. You can say no, because on your weekend, you are the parent. So mm-hmm. you can say you can't go to a sleepover. You have to come hang out. But the problem is, is that when Leah does things with Amber, they are usually not for Leah. Yeah. Like I know you said you used to love massages. I think it was you, but that massage was not for Leah. That yeah. is not. Of course. Leah was not like, they were like, what do you want to do this? She's like, go get a massage. Yeah. That's not what happened. Yeah. And she maybe wanted to go to Justice or whatever, like the kid's yeah. store is, but not. Oh my yeah. God, the terrible store. Yeah. She wanted to go to the bounce house. She wanted to play video. She wanted to do those things. Yeah. So yeah. if I was Leah, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? You didn't see me all summer. So 
what's the weekend? Like, yeah, I deal with it when you have other things to do. So this is going to happen more and more and more. Now, what I had a problem with was Amber chose to allow Leah not to go because it was her choice. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate But then she thought that Gary should give up his weekend because she gave up hers. And yeah. That's something you. That's something you work out and uh, like when when Leah texts you before you text Leah back, you text Gary and you say, "Gary, Leah's going on a uh, sleepover. Could I switch weekends with you?" L- Gary wants to see uh, Leah too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he's a super parent, but he wants to see her too. And like they said, um, Christina's what's the, daughter. What's the, the Carly. I was going to say the sad, the sad girl. Uh, <laughs> Christina's daughter. <laughs> is coming over. That's another thing. They don't get, they spend time with her, but she's on, she's got a schedule as well. They probably have plans. And so, yeah, it's Gary's right to say, no, not this time, man. I, you know, I'm flexible, but not, not, not right now. Yeah. Um, sorry. Also like, and then, yeah, you know, okay. So it's Leah's wants to have a sleepover, but that's Saturday night. And like, theoretically, Amber should have her all weekend. So why can't Amber yeah. get her in the morning, drive her to the sleepover herself, drive, pick her up from the sleepover, and then take meet her back some on parents. Sunday night? Yeah, meet the parents, yeah. and then on Sunday night, you know, after dinner, drive her back. That would still be a pretty significant amount of time, but one, it's that Amber lives 25, 45, however many minutes away. You know, she didn't she's get pregnant. a house near She's pregnant, and she's lazy, and she doesn't want to do that, and she's also so self-centered that it's like she is so all or nothing. And it, if it's yeah. not all on Amber's terms, she wants none of it. Like, I feel like a normal weekend parent in that situation would still pick them up on Saturday morning as scheduled, take them to their house. They would play together. It's They'd probably have lunch. Friday night. Yeah. Or it's probably even, Friday if it night. Is, even if it is Saturday morning, there's no reason, even if she's, tw- even if Gary lives a half hour away, there's no reason they couldn't get up at 8 a.m. And go get her, and then take her to her friend's house at five p.m. You know, it's just... yeah, and then go get her. Yeah, um, and there's still things you can do. Also, it's just the older Leah, Leah gets, the harder this is going to be. Leah is a person, yes. so she has wants and needs that do not revolve around Amber. And Amber has to always be the bigger person with your kids. I don't care if your kids are forty and you're sixty years old. You have to find a way to be the bigger person for them. That doesn't mean you don't set boundaries. It means that if somebody has to lose, it generally is you. So you just, this is part of it. And driving kids places far away and dropping them off and picking them up. And this is part of parenting. This is my oldest son gets invited to a birthday party. Every fucking weekend. He's just a friendly guy. He reminds me of Isaac. He reminds me of Kale Isaac. He's a loving man, little boy. He likes to get dressed up. He Everything he wears is a collar on it because he tells me he likes to dress like a man. He Aww. constantly tells me how much he loves me. He hugs me constantly. He's a big helper. He did my laundry this morning. He <laughs> is a wonderful little guy. He's seven years old. He gets invited to a fucking birthday party every weekend. Do I want to drive him to a birthday party and sit in a birthday party Fuck no but i do it i have other kids too and i have other shit i have to do but i do it because it's exciting for him to go and this is part of what i agree i made an agreement with him when i decided to be his mother just like leah and amber 
Leah made Amber made an agreement with Leah when she decided to give birth to Leah, and that is that you have to come first. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm I'm at jump zones and shit. People are always like, "Don't forget your socks," and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're gonna make me take off my shoes." All these kids are running. You bitches are bad. This cake is dry. Like, but I keep going. pizza. <laughs> oh my god, it's disgusting pizza. They took this past one. He went to a. It's called Dart 'Em Up. It's a place where. It's basically Nerf guns. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable with all these children shooting people. I don't feel comfortable with this. But I <laughs> here like to go because I'm, <laughs> here I am. Here I am reading a book in a corner, trying to give off the, the idea that please don't come and talk to me. I'm not a friendly parent. I don't buy LuLaRoe or whatever that shit is. I don't want to hear your gossip about so-and-so. I don't care about your birth story. Just leave me alone until the cake comes out. And if I can do it, fucking Amber can do it. And so, like, get in there, Amber. Oh, Ambie. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I'm interested to see how she deals with the newborn. And I feel bad saying that because it's at the expense of this innocent, angelic newborn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, I think um, it's it's bad because I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to see her fuck it up. And then I'm like, Oh, that's a real baby. <laughs> I think she's going to be better at first because she's older and there are more people watching her and she knows better in some cases. But I also think that she cannot, I believe her mental illnesses are real. I don't think she can manage them no. in a way. And then she's, she, she doesn't know how to manage. She, I've no. never, the, the most we've seen her manage them is with Matt. And it's because Matt was, doing everything and I think that the first just like the first six months of that relationship with Andrew is one way and then after that's different I think it's going to be with the baby Andrew hasn't met Amber yet oh Oh, you've been watching Marriage Boot Camp right? I have I haven't watched the last week's yet but I have been watching it that was real Amber that's real Amber but the thing is is that people are like well he was on the show he was lighting. And when I think about that, I don't, again, I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but I think lighting. But I will speak with authority on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm speaking with authority. That does not mean I know what I'm talking about, guys. But I think that's stationary. I think he set up and then he would leave. Now, I'm not saying he didn't hear stories from production, but he wasn't in the room watching her scream at people and like, I don't think he was. And then, so when you guys were like, oh, why is Amber's, you know, high-ass mom, high-boots mom um, acting like she doesn't know Andrew? Well, first of all, she's high or drunk so or something. Some, she's on something. She's on some pills. And secondly, why would she know the lighting guy? The lighting guy is out there fixing the lights before you come down to sit on the couch and the, and the counselors talk to you. Why would she know that guy? The fact that Amber met him. It's ridiculous. Like, I think she was out back smoking. I can't believe that how much they've glossed over, at least from what I've seen, that Amber's mom was, like, in full drug withdrawal. <laughs> like, like, she said it. Yeah, She's like, my pills, pills didn't, get there. didn't get here. And yeah. I was, from my back, I was like, oh, she's withdrawing from opiates, and they're just pretending like she has the flu but she said well, it the and last nobody's episode, talking about it everybody's talking about it last okay, episode, good. everybody's talking about it they're all like doing impressions of her slurring and shit oh, everybody <laughs> like fucking brandy 
Glanville oh. is make is 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 making fun of her. So oh, like she figured it out. Ugh. Yeah, when Brandon Glanville is like, "Baby, you're messy. You're you're high." <laughs> then you need to look at yourself because if she can recognize that you are at the edge or you are doing too much, you are doing way too much. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's go on to Kate, who, (sighs) first of all, I want to say the hate has, like, completely shifted, at least online, from Mackenzie to Kate. People are chomping at the bit to tell Kate off. Kate had a bad episode. Oh, I was wondering about that. Kate had a really bad episode. She's so beloved, and her and Tyler are perfect and stuff, and da, da, da. And so... I'm, I was wondering how people will react to this episode with Kate. Because I've known Kate is no saint a long time. I always said, I think you say it too, and she stays in bed just as much as Amber. She just has the good sense to get the fuck out of bed when the camera's... Yeah. And I think she stays in... This is what I think Kate stays like. This is when she's not in treatment or not in crisis, okay? I think Kate gets out of bed. She gets no ready to go to daycare, but she does, doesn't always drop her off. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. Then she goes back to bed. Mm-hmm. And somebody goes and gets Nova at three. Sometimes it's Kate, sometimes it's not. And then she sits on the couch while Nova plays in front of her, does, you know, whatever. And every now and then she yells out stuff like, that's cute, baby. Or, you know. Yeah. She's just minimal interaction because she's a toddler. And the toddler's watching TV or whatever. She feeds the kid. And then when the kid goes down, she goes back to bed. Now, Lots of people ask to do this shit like that. But I think that Kate is mostly in bed when those cameras are not there. I agree. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. I think... Okay. So, I think people have been turning on Kate for a while. She's not so beloved Mm -hmm. anymore. But I think people have been walking on eggshells a little bit with their opinions on, you know, treatment and what she's doing. And they want to be supportive of her... But I think this week, Kate refusing to even try in or outpatient was mm-hmm. hard to handle. I Ridiculous. mean, first of all, her aftercare plan was was nothing. Once a week therapy, a new psychiatrist, oh. deleting social media, and riding her no, no. horse. No, 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 no. She was going to get a new phone that didn't have social media on it. Oh, Why right, did right, right, delete right. the app? Why did she need a whole phone? new phone? <laughs> what like, was that about? Yeah, delete the apps. Check on your iPad when you feel like it. Like you, <laughs> or just delete your accounts because well, you can't do it with Twitter, but with Facebook, you can go down, and Instagram, you can go down for indefinite amounts of time. But with Twitter, I think you get thirty days to go down. But it doesn't matter. Like you, like you can just get a new account and be verified in a moment. And people and yeah, like you don't need. It was. It was confusing. Riding her, her horse was her aftercare plan. First of all, it's fucking January in yeah. Michigan. You're not riding that she goddamn horse. She the baby to ride a horse <laughs> oh, yeah. in January That was part of it, too. I forgot. Riding Callie, teaching Nova to ride Callie. I'm like, do you even know how to ride Callie? No. How many times has Kate been on Callie? I would say four. Okay, four. But you remember that when she went to go, like... I guess uh, to to clean, to groom Callie, she looked like she'd never even seen a horse before. No, and she'd been she talking no about idea. a horse for two seasons. She pays she oh. pays that barn probably four hundred and fifty dollars 
a month or more to take the full care of a horse. Ridiculous. I, Ridic- I, she didn't have I an aftercare program. I screamed when she said her aftercare plan was riding her horse. <laughs> her own horse. I mean, it's a, yeah, of course, like, hobbies are important, and they're really good for, like, as being part of your aftercare plan. Like, okay, I'm going to, like, three times a week. But it has to be, one, a reasonable hobby. Like, it's fucking January in Michigan. She's not getting on the horse in negative 10-degree weather. Like, she's not doing that. She's not... You know who does that? People who, like, are horse girls and they fucking love their horse and they view their horse as, like, their child and they ride it as mm-hmm. part of, like... Because that's how you take care of a horse. You know what I mean? But And they've not... been riding for years since they were yeah. children. Yeah. So it's second nature to them. Kate's not... not riding a horse in Michigan in January. And to see a therapist no. once a week? Is... When you just came out of a treatment where you were seeing a therapist every single day or multiple she, times why, a day. Uh, why she would not be in office? She doesn't have a... I mean, she has a job. interviews her job. But she does not have yeah. any sort of 95 obligations. Why is she not an IOP automatically? Well, you talked about this and um, before about how your outpatient treatment when you come from a rehab, which I'm still not sure that Kate, there isn't a rehab component to Kate's inpatient therapy. I agree. I think I, there is too. I especially think with Kate how fast she drug. went back. Yeah, I think so too. Well, so the marijuana, like, I'm not against weed, but Kate does not use weed in a healthy way. She is no. not. Well, she, she was giving, wait, she was giving interviews this week saying that she hasn't smoked weed in five months. I don't know how true well, that she, is. But. I don't know how true that is either. She, she she uses weed instead of a coping skill. She uses her prescription yeah. pills instead of a coping skill. Yeah. Did, did you hear her when she was like, I have to the take pills aren't working? Yeah. yeah. Well, she was like, the pills aren't working anymore. So they were working two weeks ago in treatment mm-hmm. but when you got home they aren't because pills are not supposed to do the heavy lifting you're still supposed to have feelings on yeah. pills well if you're you're taking them the way you're supposed to you're supposed to still have feelings but that's what the outpatient treatment is for now she needs a place where she has to go every day which would have been great mm-hmm. um if she had therapy every day and it then should have been set up before of, she even left the treatment center right, you should don't have leave. When I, so when I got discharged from I or from not IOP when I got discharged from my inpatient like on the last day or the second to last day you know like right before I was leaving because you know your discharge date I went into the after I went and saw like the aftercare specialist like this was her entire mm-hmm. job and we talked about like the halfway house that I was going to and then we um like talked about IOP and where I'd be going to IOP. And this wasn't just for, I mean, I went to the IOP that was associated with my rehab because I stayed in Florida, but this was for everybody that left. Like the people who went back up North, like they were set up. I remember one kid didn't have insurance and he told the lady, he's like, so you're going to pay for my IOP? Like what, what, uh, how am I paying for this? Like He was like, I, they're like, he, he told them, he was like, I'm not going to IOP. And they're like, you have to go to IOP. He's like, I don't have health insurance. Like, I'm here on scholarship. Like, I can't go to IOP. But it was set up. Like, even though he didn't even have health insurance. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like, report here on this day. And if you don't show up, you don't show up. Like, that's on you. But even if you don't have health insurance, you don't have the means to pay for it. Like, they're still setting you up with a place to go. And this idea that 
you would go to six fucking weeks of inpatient mental health treatment and they send you off with an appointment for a new psychiatrist and a once a week therapist makes no sense to me. I think that was her doing. I agree. I honestly, I like Ryan. I think it was her doing. Yeah, and I, you know what else? Because he graduated early from yeah. rehab. That there's no such thing. <laughs> but she, when she's talking about why she has to go to inpatient, she's saying because there's a psychiatrist there, because we can do trauma work, so I can get my meds figured out. These are all things you can do at home. All mm-hmm. things you can do at home. What? what and here's what you can't do at home. There's no reason that she couldn't go to look like is a state facility great. But there, or there's no reason she couldn't go down here. We call it Baker acting. It's 5150, whatever a psych hold is for 72 hours while they initially change your meds. If she said that's scared of killing herself. She could have done that. But the truth was she could have just stayed at home. She, she, she has no place to be. So it doesn't even matter how far the psychiatrist is. Yeah. You can go there. And Tyler the can thing drive is, her. Is that, Tyler is nowhere to be either. Thing, not really. So the thing is that. Nothing he can't move. That's, let me take that back. Because they do have that business of ugly children's clothes. And <laughs> they do have family obligations. And they do have a child. But, but no, nothing that can't be nothing dealt with. You can't, nothing you can't reschedule or yeah. schedule around. But what happens in inpatient treatment is that, one, you are there. Everyone knows why you're there. And everyone is supportive of you being there. You're in group mm-hmm. therapy with people who are worse off than you are. So you feel good about yourself. That's the whole reason I go to my adoption uh, support groups because they have terrible cases. And if I went to a regular support group, I'd have the baddest kids there. So I, so it helps me to see how bad it could be and have perspective on my life. Three, you are coddled to death. Like, do you need to go to sleep? Do you need to just go to sleep? There's no Nova there who isn't potty trained. By the way, you see that diaper? Is that a nighttime diaper? Yeah, how old is Nova now? I think she turned three in January. Or did she turn two in January? I think she might have been born in... No, she must have turned three. I think she was born in... Let me see when Nova Lee Rain was born. Yeah. I'm not judging the parenting. I'm not like, oh, she should be potty trained. What I'm saying is that someone who's still in diapers, even for just a nap or for nighttime, it's a lot lot of care. That's why they charge you up the wazoo to, to do to do daycare when kids aren't potty trained because it's a lot of work. Yeah. And so like she doesn't, she likes the idea of Nova. Don't, she misses Nova. She misses Tyler. She misses her mom. She misses Callie. But she, children, toddlers especially, are annoying and it's not their fault. So you get home and here's Nova who's, who says, thank you for coming home. Oh my God. Thank you, you for cry? coming. Did she you... said, thank you for coming back. Not even like, home. Coming back. Because who knows? If like, bitch, I know you back. left. Yeah. Yeah, bitch. But so, and it's all these things that you have to, your life is coming back to you. And I think Kate just doesn't want her life. And she's not capable of saying that I'm stressed out because I am in a loveless marriage mm-hmm. with a gay man. Yes. Tyler, I think Tyler is gay, not for stereotypes, but when you go back and watch those first team moms, those first team mom episodes, Tyler does not want to be bothered with Kate. Tyler tries to separate himself from Kate over and over again. He puts her out of his house. She is all over him, just like she is now. And he is like, why are you here? So when I think about that, 
I think, why was Tyler with Kate for so long if he didn't want to be? He didn't have to be. And then I think, okay, he's growing up as a fatherless child in Michigan. He's already skinny and looks like a bird. And I think that he realized that he could be bi or gay. And he just felt like he, and so he kept Kate around because it's easy to keep Kate around. It's easy to be in a relationship with her. And then you could be like, well, my girlfriend. And yeah. it just kept going. He got her pregnant. And he's just not living the life he wants. So you're in a, I, pretty, I believe, a pretty sexless marriage. And you've got this little baby. You've got all this shit. Your mom's an ex-drug addict. You've got, you, you got people on Twitter calling you fat and saying you look like chick from Trolls. That was me. I didn't tweet it to her, but I did say it on the internet. Princess. And she does. I didn't say she was fat, but she does remind me of that chick from Trolls. But in all the her social media must be terrible. And so you come back to all of this and you were just in this safe, dry place where people were giving you positive feedback and you were so yeah, it's supposed to be difficult, Kate, but you don't you can't live at treatment. Yeah, here's what I think. I think first of all, she was in beautiful Arizona, you know, weather's perfect. She gets off the plane, it's like negative 100 degrees out. There's snow <laughs> on the ground, and she's like, I fucking hate Michigan. I Tyler's on that 500-calorie-a-day 500, 500 diet. Don't forget Oh, my that. God, I know. And I, he was on it because he said to Amber, like, I can't eat that. It's fried. I'm like, oh, God, poor Kate. There's nothing worse than being with someone who's on a diet when you're not on a diet. It's, like, the most miserable yeah. thing in the world. Because you're just like, let's eat calamari. And he's like, I can't have my food. <laughs> then you have to eat the calamari alone and it sucks but and he's looking at you the whole time <laughs> yeah so kate gets home it's free fucking freezing out it's like that post and it's also like the worst fucking time of the year she came home on like i think i think she came home on like right december 29th or something so like they have the high of new year's and then you're in the worst time of the year right like january is the mm-hmm. worst fucking month She's mm-hmm. just, like, looking around, like, I fucking hate Michigan. I hate my life here. I'm supposed to be happy, and I'm not. And I think she got really scared. I also think, like, she has no idea, and I would guess either does Tyler, like, how to make a schedule for herself. You know, like, yeah. how, in rehab, like, you go and you wake up, like, a certain time every day, and, like, you make your bed. And then in the morning, you go to, like, morning meditation. You, like, go around the circle and you say something you're thankful for. Then you eat breakfast. Then you go to group. Then you smoke cigarette. Like, there's, like, there's such a... There's something every moment. Yeah, or even if it's not, like, there is a lot of downtime, but it's scheduled downtime. Like, there is, you know, like, what's coming next at every point of the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Kate has had a schedule in a very long time, if ever. No. You know, it's not, I no. highly doubt April was keeping her to like a strict schedule. And no. I think she probably felt really good in that schedule. And then all of a sudden she's at home and she doesn't know how to create that for herself. And that's really scary to her. I think she just like, I can't imagine how much of a slap in the face it is. I know I keep saying it, but just like the contrast of like Arizona to Michigan in January. And like what that the cameras have never really left you. The only time the cameras have left you is when you're in treatment. 
and even then they came and visited you, which was, I felt was inappropriate. Um, yeah, it's, but the thing is, is that this is how it feels for everybody who comes out of treatment. Yeah. And, and someone was saying, well, do you think this happens? I, was, I think this happens all the time. I think people want to go back all the time. They don't have the funds to do it or, or the person on the other end is like, go to outpatient. I yeah. am not going to let you come back. And the yeah. difference I'm, is Kate has money. Kate has MTV. Kate can be insistent. And I guarantee you she told that person on the phone she was going to kill herself if she couldn't come back. Yeah, I went to um, treatment with this girl that was self-paying, which is like $1,500 a day. But if you're self-paying cash, I'm sure they like gave her some sort of deal, you know, that was like $900 a day. And she stayed uh-huh. for 120 days. And she, Jeez. yeah, she's super rich. The, she took a private plane home, like a net jet. And, um, Damn. she, they made her leave. They were like, you have to go. And she was like, I don't want to go. Like she kept getting her time extended. And then by the end they were like, you need to leave. <laughs> she just yeah. like, was like, no, no, no. Like I'll keep paying. And they were like, no, like you cannot be here anymore. Like, we cannot, in good faith, like, keep you here. And, like, you know, when Kate was like, well, it's up to me how long I stay, but, you know, thinking six weeks, it's like, like, oh. what, like, what, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like, she, I don't think she, I think she has a true problem with having bonded with Nova. I don't know if she's, like, really fully ever bonded with Nova because her postpartum was so bad. And Nova looks just like uh, Carly. I think she has major issues with her family. Like, she just wants to go and she's like, I can be in trauma groups all day. It's like, are you going to be in trauma groups all day? Like, first of all, like, you're not going to be in trauma groups all day. Second of all, like, that's not how you get better after a while. Like, there is something to be said to going for six weeks of inpatient therapy and, like, fucking working on your trauma every day. But eventually the next step is like, you have to learn to work on your trauma outside of the treatment center. Mm-hmm. If you want to like live in Michigan in the field. and this is your life, like, so what she should be in is like, not even IOP, PHP. She should, I'm sure there's a facility within an hour of her that she can go from nine to five every single day for like a couple sure. weeks. And then she steps down and then she steps down from that. There's just no, there's no reason that she had to go back and uh, I'm not going to hate on her for doing it. You know what I mean? Like if that's what you want to do, like that's what you want to do. Like that's your decision. I hope in the end that it works out for you. There, Let's be real. She could be making way worse decisions for herself and her child and her husband. Like there's a million things that she could be doing that are way worse. And the reality is she's not an Amber. She's not a Janelle. She's not even a Ryan. She, you know what I mean? Like, she's not making those types yeah. of decisions. But she's not mm-hmm. making long-term decisions that are going to help her get better. And the worst part is now MTV and she's doing it herself, like, are propping her up as this, like, beacon of, like, somebody that's so brave to talk about it and go get help. When reality, it's like, I don't, and just, like, she didn't even discuss it with Tyler. And Tyler's like, what? He's she. I think Tyler first heard that shit on camera. Oh, and you know, 100%. a lot of times I'm like, oh, that, they're, they're just talking about this for the camera. A hundred percent agree. But she never went in that room and said, Tyler, I am 
having so much anxiety. I cannot just like come all the way back into this. Please don't take me over to that circle house and make me look at shit. Please don't. Like, oh my God. Just... I thought she was going to kill herself in that bathtub or that shower. Absolutely. That was weird you know, and stark. People want me to say so badly that Kate is a bad mom and I can't do it. And the reason is, is because I have to look at consistency. I don't think Kate's a great mom. She might even be below average. She's, she's fine. She's fine. But she's making a mistake here is the problem. She is not um, emotionally attached to Nova right now. And that's what people are reacting to, okay? Mm-hmm. I think it's a mistake. I wouldn't do it, but that's me. There's a lot of shit I do that other people wouldn't do. I lie to my kids constantly. I told them <laughs> I was allergic to slime the other day. I said, <laughs> and they were like, because I don't want the shit in my house. And they were like, oh, well, don't worry. We won't make, we'll make sure none get on you. And I said, if you open that, the particles will get into my nose like peanut dust, you know, like your friend that's allergic to peanuts. And I could die right in this car and swore right off the road. So I said, you have to give it to me and I have to dispose of it right now. And I mean, I, they're, they're like sniffing around. They're like, hmm, seems suspicious. But this is, a, but this is not. This is this is not a one parenting. People who okay, this is gonna sound patronizing, but I'm gonna say it anyway. People who don't have children, who don't have, are in these positions, think a lot of things, and some of those things are true, and some of those things will be true for you when you have children, but a lot of them won't be because it feels different to be in it than it is to look at it. And I can say this confidently because although I did foster care and I did kinship care for weekends or a few weeks here, a couple of months there, I did not become a mother until December 2017. I was 37 years old when I became someone's mother. And I had a lot of thoughts about what I would be like as a mother. Some of them are true. A lot of them are not. And it's very easy for me to sit here and say, I would never leave my kids because it would traumatize them and it would be bad for them. But I don't know what I do until I get there. All I can say right now is Kate has made a mistake. She is on a cusp. What she does after this is going to decide what kind of mother she's going to be. And if she goes back to treatment or she, or she gives up her, her duties of motherhood to Nova, then that's the type of parent she's going to be. And that's not going to be good for her or Nova. But this might be what she needs to say, okay, this is a bad mistake and I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm going to, I'm coming back in hot. We don't know. Yeah. It is unfair to be like, Kate is a terrible mother now because we've never seen her do anything like this ever. She's obsessed with Nova. That's all they fucking talk about. And also, I would like to say, Tyler did this. We would give him less. I wouldn't. But in general, people give him less shit. Because as a father, we don't expect Tyler to be tied at the hip with his child. If Tyler, Tyler was talking about going to inpatient treatment four episodes ago. That was crazy. All that happened was, yeah, Butch and Kate beat him to it. Or else he'd be in inpatient treatment right now. Yeah, I believe I said on this podcast, like, what is up with these people and inpatient? Like, just hit a therapist once a week, Tyler. Like, And if you don't like that therapist, find another one. You have the means to do all that. 
So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burn Kate down, but I got my eye on her. Okay, <laughs> I got my eye on her. And you, we watching Kate drive Nova to daycare. I don't even I don't think nobody even realized that Kate was going back to treatment. She, no, didn't, she didn't say I'm not gonna pick you up, but that's I think Nova got some vibe. And was like, nah, I don't want to go to daycare now. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that might no, have no, also no, no. been, I wouldn't be surprised if that was, like, one of the first times she was going to daycare, maybe after a break. You know, after, like, yeah. Christmas break. So that's right. why she was, like, a little more upset about having to go. Yeah. And she, and then Kate's being really weird. Kate's van looks like a fucking death trap. What is all the <laughs> shit in there? They always have so much shit I, in there. Why? At first, Nova didn't have a coat on. It's January in Michigan. And then a coat appeared on her at one point. Oh, no. To be fair, though, you know what? Let me put on my car seat lady hat. Kate did the correct thing. She took the coat off because you're not supposed to put the coat under the the car seat clips. But she should have had a little blanket to put over her. She did have a blanket. She had a blanket in the front seat. And I wonder was she going to wrap Nova in the blanket and take her in. But then then the coat appeared. And I was like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're supposed I to take the something. coat off, and then you have, like, a little car blanket that the kid can wear, like, in the car over okay. their car seat, just so you know. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, watching that, actually, no, Kate looks sad or saying goodbye to the dog that she did to Nova. I think Kate is really detached from emotions and reality at that point. I think Kate made up her mind. I would bet sure. two days before this scene played out, Kate made up her mind that she was going back to treatment. And then she said, Before she ever said anything to anybody. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, in her head. She's like, I'm going okay. back to treatment. Fuck this. And called okay. treatment, made the arrangements. Then, because if you'll notice, like, this shit was already planned out when she talked to Tyler. She was like, oh, no, they said I could come back. They said I could try outpatient. Yeah. But they said, like, if I don't feel comfortable changing my meds at home, like, I should just come back. And Tyler was like, no. What? what? Uh-huh. You're going to take those meds for the rest of your life, maybe. At home. We yeah. need to figure out how it works yeah. at home. And Kate God. definitely... So I think she had already made up her mind and was, like, yeah. so detached. I also wonder, yeah. I mean, hopefully not a lot because she was driving, like, what level of Ativan she was on, you know, mm-hmm. at that time and had just, like, decided to, like, numb out. Because let's be real. Let's all be honest. When we tell our husband on camera we've taken a half an Ativan to deal with the morning, we've taken two Ativan to deal with the morning. Right. She's not Never, like, come and just, like, give, like, well, I'm going to take a half an Ativan just to deal with it. Like, no, you you downplay what you took. You know what I mean? Like, she's not going to admit on camera, like, how much she actually took. And she seemed, like, really benzoed out to me this whole this you whole know, episode because she was just so detached like to me that was just like screaming like and I don't even mean it like she was abusing it like obviously she was abusing it but I like I don't think she was like trying to get high I think she was just right. like trying to numb herself the fuck out and that's why like with Nova like she was just like okay like she was like mommy's little helpers you know what I mean like she was just I, detached I think she should have said goodbye to Nova because Nova so is going to know you're not there when you get home. She's good. She's not an infant. She's good. Even infants recognize their mothers. I yeah. was I was at the YMCA and this man was holding a baby who's going to take her out to the car to get something for her. And he walked past 
his wife and she was talking to someone else. And this baby who had been quietly being carried the whole time started screaming. And, and he was going to go ahead and take her. And he was telling his wife, um, yeah, I'm going to still take her out. And she said, no, I'm going to hold her because she's seen me now. The, the, you know, we, the, yeah. the, 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 the top is off the can. So even babies recognize their mothers. Yeah. Nova speaks and is aware of things. She will know you're not home. You should have said goodbye to her. And also Nova is, there's a question of whether Nova will remember this. Nova doesn't have to remember this. Nova's not too young for this to affect her. Mother child bonding. You don't even have to remember it to, for it to traumatize you. I'm not saying that Kate should stay home because this might cause trauma to Nova. Anything she might do might cause trauma to Nova. Dropping, dropping Sophia in that sink <laughs> might have caused, like, like shit happens. Like, anything you do can fuck up your kid. But yeah. you also have to conduct yourself in a way that's honorable. And that is, this child is aware of you, aware of where you are. And so it's not okay to just disappear after school if you can avoid it. And she could have avoided it. Well, and she did it for her. She didn't do it for no. She did it for her. Perfect. Somebody said that Kate is either looks like she just woke up 10 minutes ago or she's in an extreme makeup fight club. And I agree. She looks like she's going on tour somewhere or she just woke up. And so when she's like trying to do her makeup, I was like, girl, you don't have to do all that. Like, just. Yeah, I think it's just I thought what Tyler said was really sad when he was like well kate said nova will manage which is like Uh, and he was like she can't manage anything she's three and i thought he made uh, a really good point where he was like we don't know if this will be okay you know like no we don't and that that's the reality and here's the thing if kate is genuinely like i am going to kill myself of course she should go get help But I think Uh at this point, I don't think it's unfair to say, do you need to go to Arizona for six weeks to do it? No, you don't. And I think that's the, I think when he's talking to Amber, first of all, why is Tyler going to dinner with Amber and her makeup and straightened hair? Like Amber's not a drug addict. Why do we keep pretending? I know she looks much better in this episode than she did before. She did, but it's because they cleaned up and maybe she hasn't had. I don't know. Do, no, do you know on, more about... She just put on makeup, 100%. So you know more about that Cecilia thing, right? You, she put on some makeup, and I was like, she's better. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, you know more about Kate and Tyler off-season than I do. Do they have friends? Are they like a Macy, or are they more like a, um, no, an Amber? No, they're not a Macy. I think, they're, I think they do have a couple friends, but they're definitely not a Macy. So they don't have good friends and people that he can... So I was wondering why he was filming with Amber. And I thought either he doesn't have any friends or nobody wants to come on camera, which I can understand. I think he doesn't have any friends. So, but what he was saying in that moment, I felt for Tyler. You know, I don't see it for Tyler. But I felt for him because he has taken all the weight onto himself. And Kate thinks it's okay to do put all the weight onto him. Oh my God. Kate, we haven't even discussed how this is like totally poking at Tyler's trauma. Yeah, this is all of Tyler's trauma. Tyler's turned to his mom, this martyrdom shit, this abandonment shit, all of this. Tyler is going 
through it. But he's the last one standing. Everyone beat him to treatment. So he can't. I feel bad for Tyler. Yeah. I feel bad. Me too. I feel awful for him. And when he said, well, she's only doing this because she knows I'll take care of Nova. I was like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she, in the same reason Butch left him. Um, I think... Oh, yeah, I liked when him and Amber were both, like, Butch used to say that exact thing. Yeah, because he's good because Mom is going to break her neck to take care of us. And I, I think Tyler, first, Tyler needs some treatment. Not treatment. He needs some help. And what yeah. I mean by that is he needs a fucking assistant. Why yeah. is he the one packing shit? And not Amber. Amber's a drug addict. I cannot... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to... You cannot place your trust in Amber. She's the one that didn't show up. And Butch had to watch Nova while they went to Puerto Rico. Oh, my she's God. Old, I forgot about that. The one that did that. <laughs> and then she and she got paid and everything. She just didn't show up. So Amber's got her own shit. But he needs an assistant. Someone who can watch Nova for four hours while he takes a nap. Someone who can go out and check on that fucking horse. Someone who can go past the contractor and tell come back and tell Tyler what's happening Tyler no one should expect Tyler to do all of these things oh someone who can stuff ugly children's clothes in the envelopes some no one should expect Tyler to do all of this and deal with the emotional work that comes with your wife is very sick and she's away and when Kate said when Tyler said I think it's me I was like it is you it's her life she does not want to be there and then she cries on camera and says, oh, I think you're going to leave me. And it's going to be so much harder for him to leave her because of that yeah. moment on camera. Uh, <sighs> they need Tyler, to break up. I hope they, they need break to up. break up. On that note, let's say goodbye to Team Mom OG. And I said let's I had go... nothing to say about Team Mom OG. It's an hour and a half in. <laughs> nothing what to say. Fuck? All right, let's what go on fuck? to Young and Pregnant. Okay. Okay, so let's, it is an hour and a half in, so maybe we won't go scene by scene by scene. Um, I want to yeah. hear all your thoughts and feelings, because you haven't been on yet for Team Mom Young and Pregnant. So oh. <laughs> I want to hear all your thoughts and feelings. We'll do more of like a general recap than okay. in like in every single scene recap. At least that's what I'm saying at this point, but... <laughs> I want to start with my favorite number one girl, Brianna. Brianna. She's Who's your favorite? First of all, is Brianna your favorite? I think Brianna. Too? I think Brianna. She, first of all, she's adorable. Yes. She's such a... I've never seen her with a stitch of makeup on except for at that, that baby shower. She is adorable. She's a little... She. I, think she, I feel like she's seven years old. She's such yes. a cutie. But she doesn't read that... She's not like Lexi, who I'm like, I'm watching a 12-year-old. She's not immature. She looks like a little child. That's what it is. Like, I want to hold her. Yes, absolutely. They had the first ever, maybe, happy baby shower on any Teen Mom (laughs) franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Has there (laughs) ever been, like, a hundred, from start to finish, a happy baby shower? No, when this show was doing the previews for it, and Vars like, it's a baby shower. Why can't we just be happy? I was like, that should be the motto of the whole fucking franchise. There's no one's ever been happy in a baby shower, Team Mom. 
Never. No, never. Never. I mean, never. Never. There's always never. some sort of baby daddy drama. There's always drama of somebody's family member. This was just like a beautiful, cute baby shower. Jessica, Brianna's mom, was like so thrilled to throw her this baby shower. She loved her. Jessica loves the shit out of Brianna. Can we discuss like how much Jessica loves Brianna? I don't know how how Jessica stood over Brianna crying like that for damn near 24 hours. I couldn't do it. Because you can't do anything about it. I don't know how she did it. Because Jessica loved Brianna to death. Jessica let Danae move in. Jessica is so polite to Danae. She says, she knows that Danae does not have a seatbelt on. So she says, Danae, do you have your seatbelt on? Could you, um, could you uh, (laughs) go ahead and put that on? Instead of, Danae, you can't ride in my car unless you put your seatbelt on. (laughs) That's a a bad shit. But that's not what Jessica is so understanding. I want Jessica to parent me. I love her. I love her. Not since Janet have I loved a mom this much. Not since Janet. And And Jessica's even better communicator. Absolutely. So much better. Janet let those kids push her to the fucking edge sometimes. And she was over it. But Jessica is just like, you don't have to choose. I'm happy to hear from you. And I I hope I have even just a little tiny bit of Jessica in me. But I know I don't. I know I'm going to be screaming at so-and-so, baby mama. I know I am. So so Jessica, we love you. We love you. Her Instagram is so pure. Like, I suggest you guys all go find her Instagram. All it is is just, like, pictures of the baby and, like, pictures of Brianna and her sister. Like, I love them. My whole heart. Like, no side comments. All all she wore... All she does is work and take care of her kids. I can see that in her. Um, I think she was probably very devastated when Brianna was pregnant, when she found out Brianna was pregnant, because there is a, the moment that you realize that you can't go somewhere with your child, so that means you can't control the environment, Mm -hmm. you can't make it okay for them, is a very hard moment. And this is the, that's the ultimate right there. When you have a baby, you are now an adult, no matter how young you are. And yeah. there, there are certain things I can't do for you anymore. I can't help. I can't. I mean, I can show you how to mother this child, but for the most part, you're on your own. I want to say how much. I bet she was terrified. How? Well, two things. One, I think uh, Brianna might have had like a bad two years, you know, like. Yeah where she was partying and things are out of control. And I think Jessica may actually be relieved that this is the outcome of it and not like a serious drug addiction or something that was like, so or death or just something that was like, she's still running the streets. I think in a way this might've been like, not the best case scenario, obviously, but one of the better case scenarios where she got her out of Chicago you know, like, they moved to Wisconsin. She seems to... She has a job. She's calmed down. Like, yeah, she has this crazy boyfriend. But, like, all things considered... I mean, Brianna said herself, like, I was, like, really partying and, like, going and being really bad. So, you know, from, mm-hmm. like, 14 to 16 and now maybe at 17 with the baby, maybe for Jessica, she's like, this is one of the better outcomes that I could have hoped for 
and she's not out running the streets anymore, at least she's like taking this seriously and seems to have calmed down a lot. And maybe she is going to be Nicole Richie and not April. Maybe this has also been a bonding moment between the two of them because you never need your mother more than when you became become a mother. Yeah. And, and they talk about that a lot you, with Bray. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that Brianna does something that we all do, especially when we're young is she tells people what they want to hear. So she tells yes. the day what he wants to hear and she tells her mom what she wants to hear. So she's a different person between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not that she's fake or phony. It's that, she is trying she to please, but she's she trying is. to be. Yeah, she doesn't know who she is, and I also think she underestimates how difficult it is to co-parent with someone you're not with. One, she doesn't realize she's not going to be with Danae yet. Obviously, yeah. they're not together now. Yeah. But even though they've been on and off, they cheated on each other, they've had issues. Um, she doesn't realize that this baby is not going to keep you and Danae together. So also. She, she, one, she should be, she should be watching this franchise she's on because Macy and Chelsea are perfect examples of people who would be better off as single parents than they would as co-parenting. If Ryan disappeared, Bentley wouldn't be better, but Macy's life would be better. It would be easier for Macy to be a single parent. Same thing with Chelsea. Yeah. Same thing with yeah. Chelsea to a certain point. So you need to think about the fact that one, this is not his baby. He is going to co-parent with you because you guys are together, which is what people do when they're in a relationship with children. But when you guys are no longer together, you are not going to want Grayson to be gone for a weekend at Danae's house, wherever Danae's staying. You're not going to want to have to ask Danae permission about cutting Grayson's hair because you're, you're going to be, because then Danae's going to be your ex-boyfriend, not Grayson's father. And it's yes. so the adoption stuff, I'm so happy no one, this, this birth certificate shit didn't happen. And the adoption stuff should be, this isn't something that needs to be done. I mean, thank God for Jessica in this situation, who I yeah. think has found a perfect balance between making Brianna understand that Danae should not sign the birth certificate and also like not pushing Brianna into Danae's ideas and arms. Like, after yeah. the hospital birth, when Jessica, like, quietly asks her, like, so did Danae sign the birth certificate? Like, she wasn't like, did you let Danae sign the birth certificate? You know, like, Jessica seemed better not to really... You better not let Danae do that! Yeah, she seems like, really... I feel like she's really trying hard to give Brianna the tools and let Brianna make her own choices. And that's so fucking right. rare. And it's really in contrast to the mom amber lexi's mom who mm-hmm. is very nice loving caring i think if you were lexi's friend you'd be like oh yeah i love amber like she's so great mm-hmm. but like has given her daughter zero guidance as far as i can tell there seems to be this was the first week that we've heard the word jobs for lexi and kyle Re- zero requirements to get things done like kyler the moment he found out he was that he was going to be a father and he was crying on camera, if you remember that, should have been looking for a job. There's no babies need love, but they need money more. They need to be taken care of. And I think Lexi's parents intend to finance raise the baby. Lexi. They plan to raise yeah. the baby. Yeah. And I don't know if 
um, Jessica, first of all, Jessica works full time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jessica can raise that baby. I don't know if Jessica can do that. And I think she realizes that this is Brianna's job now, not mm-hmm. my job. And she's reinforcing that. She's telling. And I thought it was so cute, even though this isn't necessarily true, when she said, thank you for having Grayson so we could have this party. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, that's what you think. That's how you deal with it. Once we've gotten to the stage of, are we going to keep this baby? Are we going to have an abortion? Are we mm-hmm. going to have uh, adoption? Okay, well then, thank God for this baby. That's how you talk about it. You don't go, like my mother-in-law likes to say, you should have swallowed that one. Like, that's <laughs> not how you talk about children, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and but I think she's so, also, I think Jessica's lucky in the fact that Brianna has seemed to Nicole Richie this. You know, like, she mm-hmm. does have a job. She is taking this seriously. She's not just being like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. I don't know, we'll figure it out. I will say, like, she does, like, sit and listen to Jessica. And then will respond with her answer. Even if she doesn't necessarily have an answer. She's not like dumb, dumb Lexi, who's like, I don't know. I don't know what her plan is. Or she's not a I Janelle, where she's, she's like, I'll Jessica. fucking figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Or like Ashley, who's sick of her mom and interfering, but this is why you don't live in her house. Because yeah. that's what happens when you live in someone else's house. I think watching Brianna get birth was horrific. <sighs> horrific. Horrific. It's the reason she I hope I never get pregnant. Great. Hearing her screaming, I can't do and, it. <sighs> and just crying. Because <sighs> you want to believe that your body will just take over and do it. And in a way, your your body knows what how to give birth to a baby. But there's a difference between your body being ripped apart from inside out, because that's what it's like to have a baby, and your body being ripped apart from inside out, and the baby will not come. Like, you cannot get this baby to move, no matter what. And it's scary. She and sobbed she's crying. for 18 hours. Yes, she sobbed for 18 hours. She's laying with her pussy out in the thing, and Danae's over there, and you don't really like Danae that much, and, and her sister's there, and you're watching your baby just ass up crying screaming i couldn't do it i couldn't fucking do it like just watching it like made me anxious and so and also this baby's being born without an arm like or excuse me not without an arm i guess because he has, he's oh, missing Liz. the part of his limb like a forearm maybe yeah i think that's yeah what it, it cuts is. off it his elbow. elbow essentially okay liz i'm I feel like such an asshole, but as soon as that baby was born, I was like, well, now I need to see. I, yeah, we didn't been see talking about the end. This. Oh, yeah, until so they walked into the house, and I was like, oh, there it is. And I feel like such an asshole for, like, needing to see that, but it's oh, because you it. told me about it. You yeah. told me about it. And now I want to know. I'm not, I just want to no, know. It's I, major. <laughs> it's a major thing. I, I totally get you. I think the best part about Brianna is that her segment really has everything that I'm looking for in a reality show in that it has drama because Danae is fucking drama. Like they're yeah, and Brianna, drama. Brianna can turn it on, but it, yeah. it 
has such endearing relationships between Brianna and Jessica. Like, that's so endearing. So at the heart of it, there's, like, genuine love that you feel connected. At least I'll speak for myself. Like, I feel genuinely connected to Jessica and especially Jessica and Brianna's relationship. Like, I find it so endearing and heartwarming to watch. And... Yeah. And it has the drama. So, because sometimes if the drama is too much and there's no endearing relationships I'm kind of feeling this way about Ashley a little bit like not fully but if the drama is just so high key all the time it's like Ferris family you know like if it's just all drama and all hate you're like exhausted but Brianna's segments have this like perfect combination of drama with like genuine familial love they are not bad people so when we watch stuff like Janelle's segment, we enjoy the drama because we're like, what else could happen? But mm-hmm. those people, I sometimes wonder if they really love each other. It's hard. You have to find it deep underneath it. But Danae loves Brianna. Danae is very excited to be a part of this baby's life. Jessica loves uh, Brianna. Jessica is tolerating Danae and wants things to work out as best they possibly can. And even the part where they're talking and Danae's like, I hear the baby. Because Danae is attached yeah. to the baby. And yes. the fact that they are, but just because you love someone doesn't mean you get to be with them. It doesn't mean things are always going to work out. You can have these feelings. So we're getting the heart of it. We're get, Like you said, she's the heart of this show because we are getting the heart of, of these situations. But we're also getting that these situations are complicated. There are layers to this. Yes. And I think that's what's so enjoyable about watching Brianna. I don't think they, I'm glad they broke up. I don't think they need to be, they're too young for each other. They're too young for this. Yes. I don't know if Brianna needs a new boyfriend, but okay, whatever. I do think, well, I said it, Brianna has a little Janelle in her. I know we don't see it, but she has a little bit of Janelle in her. She has the ability. I think the thing that makes Danae very, I mean, Let's be honest, like, having a trans character is very interesting, and I think it's the thing that keeps us from feeling like Danae is a full villain. You know, like, sure. he's very manipulative, he's an Danae, asshole. But we understand yeah. Danae's been through so much to get where he is. Yes. So we give him a little bit extra. When Danae's being an asshole, and we still haven't gotten to the part where he's screaming at Brianna, yeah. you don't have to be here. You know, well, I yeah. guess she's holding a bait. She's holding Brayson. So... But we give him more because we know that he's going through a difficult time that is separate from this. Yes. Which is rare to get in the team mom dads because we just don't yes. get enough screen time with them. Like, we don't know their backstories. We don't know, you know. So we have this, like, extra layer that makes him a little more sympathetic, a little more, mm-hmm. like... So we can see he's manipulative, he's an asshole, he's dramatic, like he has a very short temper, but at least in the beginning, at least for now, like we're like, well, you know, he's transitioning, like he's having a tough time, like wow, he's been through a lot, like we're more willing to give him an extra layer of sympathy, which just adds, I think, to like the endearing level and the ability to watch. I do want to say Brianna, like, three days post-C-section was, like, back in her pre-pregnancy jeans, like, popping around the house. Like, like that girl <laughs> bounced back. Well, that's that's why you have a kid at 17, because so you can bounce back, but then you're also broke and don't know what the fuck you're doing. So, 
I thought Jessica inviting Danae to live with them was like, it was just, it's just so mature. Every moment of it. Like her just saying, I officially saying like, I would like you to live here. I thought, you know, how often on team mom do we like see the dad step up and we see the maternal grandmother be like, I really appreciate that you're stepping up and you're doing what you said you would do. And so I'm going to give you a right. reward for that. Yeah. And I think that she also realized she had no other choice either because Danae is a big part of how Brayson gets taken care of. Well, yes. one of the things I get really annoyed about with uh, shows like the Kardashians and stuff, like when Scott goes on his, um, his binges and his moments and he's not around and people being like, well, the kids need to see him and the kids, if he's not there, what's going to happen to the kids? Guys, those kids don't need Scott to pour their cereal in the morning. That's not, they're never like, oh, I hope daddy shows up so I can go to soccer. That's not how yeah. things work for them. Yeah. When daddy shows up, he shows up and he's here, he's fun, that's great. But I know my fruit snacks. I know who to call for my fruit snacks. And it's not mommy either, but fine. So, yeah. but Brayson is being, at this moment, I don't know how it ends, but Brayson is being raised as Danae is a big part of his mm-hmm. daily care. Brianna, Jessica, mm-hmm. Dick, uh, Danae, are the people who care for Grayson. And so Danae not being there, he's just going to be there all day and all night anyway. Yeah. it's You don't have a choice. And what's going to happen is that Brianna is going to leave with Danae. And Which that's they talked about. Danae and her talked they about it. They were like, well, and my mom knows, like, I'm either here with you or I'm gone without, or I'm gone with you somewhere else. With and you. For yeah. Jessica to realize that and accept it and maturely invite him to move in and say, I would just like a little bit of compensation. And for Danae to say, thank you for offering me that. Like, of, of course I'll be willing to pay rent. Like, I mean, it speaks to how badly the relationships on the show have been forever that we're like, mm-hmm. wow, that's great. But I mean, it does take a mature person or a reasonable, not even mature, I mean, Jessica's 40. Like, I don't know if mature is the right word, but, like, a reasonable person to be like, you know what, this is the situation, and I'm going to be okay with it, and I'm going to make sure it's on my terms, and I'm not just going to, yeah. like, bow to them and let them steamroll me into this, but I'm going to allow it because this is what makes sense. That's so, yeah. that train of thought is so fucking rare on Teen Mom that it's so refreshing to see. Because the type of people who think that way would not allow T-Mom to be in their home. Yeah, it's like, it's why Jan and Danny let Kale live with them. Because that was the reality. Because they weren't going to put the mother or their grandchild out when she had a newborn. And they knew And she was going to she... spend the night every night anyway. Exactly. So... And so they let her live there. And that's why we yeah. love Jan and Danny for it. Because we're like, wow, they that's like such a reasonable decision. And I can't think yeah. of another one since then that we've yeah. seen. No, I think that it's a lot of times um, the, te- the the grandparents, I guess we're saying, the grandparents are honestly thinking, still angry about the fact that this has happened. But, the yes. you know, the barn door is open. So we have to figure out a way to move forward in a way that benefits your child, your grandchild, and the, honestly, the father of your child, your grandchild, yeah. because... Um, he now, what he does, we're seeing this with Ryan and Bentley, what happens to Ryan matters to Bentley and therefore yeah. now has to matter to Macy. And 
that's just that's just what it is now. So you're gonna have to live with it. I think that part of Danae living there is what's going to bring that down. And part of the reason of this is that when you live with someone, you really get it. I know he's there all the time, but living with someone is different. And this is still Jessica's home. So if you get into an argument with Brianna, Jessica's not going to be on your side. She can't be on your side. It was and like Joe if, and Kale and Janet. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, even if I understand you, even if I'm like, please don't call her a slut in front of, please don't call her a slut. No, don't slam the door. No, please stop acting like an asshole. I'm still, at the end of the day, on the side of my child. So mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue. Um, I think there's going to be an issue with money stuff because yes. Danae did offer to pay rent, but Danae being in the house is a whole other person. That's food. That's electricity. Yes. That's you being in our space. Because I guess Vanessa, the sister, lives there too, huh? I can't figure out where Vanessa lives, but I think she lives there too. She's a little older, so she might even be out on her own. But in any case, it's a lot to live with someone and there's a new baby in the house. Brianna is an inexperienced mother and still a child. There's a lot going on. And Danae has anger issues that he needs to be working on. So I just feel like, yes, this was a great thing to happen, but this is going to be the the beginning of your end right here. This is going to be the beginning of your end. They're too young and immature for it. I mean, most 17-year-old couples that move in together don't last. No, because it's real cute when you have to come visit them or you guys or you can't there you don't you have to go, you know, drive around to be together because your parents won't let you spend a night at the houses and stuff. And that's real cute because you're doing stuff together. But the moment you live with someone, you're now integrating your life with them. I I could do did it. You know, did you read that GQ article with Cardi B? And she said that her and Offset have spent five total days, like, days in a row together. Six days days in a row together. And I believe that. And that's probably why they're still together. Her, that, that GQ article made it sound like Cardi B's in an abusive relationship. Well, I I mean, I think she is. Don't you think so? I think she is, too. I think, that's what I'm saying when I was running. Because I'm, you know, I, I'm not a Cardi B stan, but I, I love to see her winning. I love to see her happy. And I love that, like we can celebrate people who are not you know respectability politics are a motherfucker so if you're not this and this and this and this then we can't expect you to win and Cardi B's a chicken head from the Bronx and I'm I'm happy to see her doing well but this offset shit is not going to work out and the way he speaks to you is not right and the fact that you guys have only spent six days together is the reason you're still together because if you had spent seven days together you probably have broken up yeah, um, I was going to say one more thing. Oh, I but, do think there is a layer of Jessica being a lot more understanding of Danae moving in because Danae can't get Brianna pregnant again. Yeah, that's it. And also, I think she's looking at long game, too. She knows they're not going to be together. She knows yeah. it. When the I sooner was, she lets him I... come in, fuck around, get yeah. out, the quicker he's out of her and the baby's life. Yeah, my mom handled me growing up all of us really growing up so well and that she never harped on us. We didn't really bring Mm -hmm. a lot of people home, but if my mom met a boyfriend, she'd be like, Oh, hi, it's nice to meet you. She'd be super polite and nice. And my mom's charming. And 
and all my boyfriends are always trying me to. And so they all got along well. But my mother would say to me, she'd be like, not that one. That one's not going to work out for you. Yeah, it's just not. And I'd be like, no, you don't know, because I'm in love. And she'd be like, yeah. She's like, but I can see it. So I'm sorry. She's not going to work out. Have fun, but it's not going to work out for you. But she never nagged me. She would never mm-hmm. be like, you still with that boy? She would never yeah. say anything like that to me. I, she had rules in her home, but she'd just be like, oh, he's giving you trouble? Hmm, I told you, it's not going to work out. And I really hope I can be that type of mother that's like, this is the truth. But I don't mm-hmm. even beat you in the head with it all day. But yeah. this is the truth. And I think that's what Jessica's doing. She's like, yeah, sure, Danae, come on in. But yeah. I know that 10 years from now, I don't have to see you because you won't be around. And you're not actually Brayson's father, so I yeah. probably won't have to see you. And so, you're not yeah. adopting him. And that, I, that, costs, that costs money, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't have any. <laughs> I just, I also think, like, it has to, if I'm Jessica the person that I want my teenage daughter to be with after she's gotten a teen pregnancy is the person that can't get her pregnant. Sure. Because you don't want to. Yeah. That's like, honestly, the safest situation for you at that point. I I guess. I just feel like, I mean, I feel like Jessica's a fairly intelligent woman from what we see. And I think that she is playing chess, not checkers. And yes. she can see three moves ahead. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to let Brianna walk out of here without this kid. Like, that three days in Chicago where Brianna didn't call her, for some reason, she felt like, I'm on my own and I'm doing that. Like, that yeah. probably was really hard for Jessica. Yeah, it definitely was. Ugh. So, yeah, was I, love, I love Brianna. I think it's, I, I just Are we going to love her? Wait, 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 wait. Are we going to love her if she becomes Janelle? I mean, probably not, but on episode three <laughs> or four, whatever fucking episode four, I love her. Don't make me, well, like, yeah. guess into the future, okay? Okay. It's not a fair game. Okay. What do you want to talk about uh, then? Lexi. I want to talk about our favorite pregnant cheerleader. Watching her is... Okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to this. I knew it. On one hand, I enjoy watching them because it's like, what? But on the, it's just such a contrast, as I was saying, from like Brianna's segments or Jade's segments. Kayla's has a little bit of this too. But I just, I'm just like, what reality are we in that no one seems to care if Lexi has a job? Nobody seems to care what the plan is. Like, there's like no concern over what's going to happen to this baby when it comes here. Like I am pretty sure that Lexi's mom is like, can't wait for you to have this baby so I can get another chance of being a mom. Like I think Lexi's mom is like fully committed to raising this baby. Like her and Lexi as the co-parents, you know, like, you know, she like think, you know, they think of themselves as the Gilmore girls. I think Troy and I discussed this. They think of themselves as like super best friends. And I bet Amber's like, Lexi and I are just going to raise this baby. It's going to be great. I think that, well, let me back up a bit. Watching, watching Lexi cheer pregnant. She was the least inspiring cheerleader you've ever seen in your life. She looked tired. She looked bored. I don't understand why I would want to be a million months pregnant, standing in what seems cold, 
yeah. waving just because that's what I would have been doing if I wasn't pregnant. I think this is all you need to know about Lexi is that Lexi is continuing life as if she was not pregnant because she yes. doesn't have to be. Yeah. And she is still worried about Kyler being her boyfriend. She cannot see the writing on the wall. I know they're still together. I know that technically they're still together. They are not going to be together 10 years from now. No. She is still, that's her big concern. Is, is Kyler going to tell people we're dating? Is Kyler going to tell people? And did I miss something? Did her and Kyler, they were dating. Did they break up because she got pregnant? Is that what happened? Or did they break up and then she found she was pregnant? I don't know. They haven't they haven't given us a good backstory. Okay. So in this her segment this her storyline this episode was not like amazing because it was just more of the same um Kyler being a douchebag, her expecting something from Kyler, her parents asking her what she's gonna do and her saying, I don't know. By the way, I'm attracted to her dad, her stepdad. I'm attracted to him for some reason. I don't know <laughs> what it is. He's handsome. He's like that yeah. rugged dad handsome. Not rugged, but Maybe like that's... middle, not middle, like middle class suburban dad. Okay. Like he goes to his construction job every day. I believe that. And they're in Colorado. I don't, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I just have a, I, I, I was looking at him a lot. Like, hmm. I can get down with that. So anyway, mm, I agree. Parents, yeah, he's hot. Have I, you met no, any, I... Wait, are there any hot granddaddies? On this yeah, Pop Pop Jeff. Stop it. He's handsome. You might as well have said fucking Randy. Oh, no, he get, isn't. Get out of town. He's not he ugly. Looks he's like handsome. Old Corey. He looks like old Corey. Something's going on with their chin. <laughs> okay, they're from West Virginia, Princess. You can't discriminate against people from West Virginia. It's not that I'm, I'm discriminating against the chin. That's the problem is that they have these strange. They like they painted on those beards. I don't know what that. No, no. I think I don't know what his name is, but Paw Paw, whatever this dude's name is. No, I'm oh, talking the about the guy, guy that. Yeah, I don't know his I'm name either. But anyway, so the, it's more of the same stuff. The the. The only thing that really caught my attention for this one was that was when they're talking and Kyler's going in circles and she's like, well, let's pick a name. So he's like, how about Tobias? She's like, do you like that? He says, no, but you're deciding. <laughs> I would have punched him in his fucking face. <laughs> he's I such a child. I <laughs> cannot believe that this girl is 36 weeks pregnant. And there is either. just no preparation, no planning. Uh-uh. Like, no, no concern over what we'll do when the baby comes. Just, they are living, like, in a completely different reality than the rest of us. Amber does not seem to have a fucking concern in the world. Her dumb, dumb daughter is like, well, I don't know about (laughs) Kyler. And she's like, you two should work on it. Definitely. (laughs) And then she's like, Lexi's like, well, I'd like him to stay here for, um, like, a week. You sound just like, like her. 
Amber's like, okay, he can stay here for a week. You know, you're not married. So, like, after that week, like, he'll have to go. Are you ready to do, like, night feedings by yourself? And I'm like, does Lexi know how to feed, like, what, that you even have to feed a baby? Like, I'm not sure Lexi even knows that babies eat. I, Liz, can you imagine Lexi and Kyler having sex? No. How did Lexi get pregnant? That's a great question. Who would have sex with Kyler? I I don't know. I wonder how long they were having. This is gross. They're like minors. And I'm like, I wonder how long they were having sex for before she got pregnant. Like, if this was like got pregnant on the second time type of thing. If Kyler pressured her for years to have sex. I think... So they've well, been they've been together for, what, for a 14? long time. Yeah, 13, I think. So, so I they had sex so three 15. years. I th- yeah, I think that they had sex for the first time at 15. But they didn't, it's not, it didn't get regular. It wasn't like, okay, I'll see you here tomorrow. It was more yeah. like every third moon they had sex. <laughs> and and she got pregnant. I think that's what fucking happened. And I think, if anything, all I can say, Kyler is not sexy. Tyler is not, I can't even imagine Tyler asking someone for sex. So what I think is Tyler would, you know how he, how he's like pretty much try, always trying to break up with her and like move away. I think she had sex with him to keep him near her. Oh, of course. And, and so it would be like, so every three months, well, maybe we shouldn't be together. She'd be like, you want to have sex? And that's how she got, I don't think, I just, Imagine no. Kyler on top of Lexi huffing and puffing. No, it's no, not. No, 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 no. I just. Lexi even says, like, I'm the only one who has things in mind about her and Kyler. And I'm like, she doesn't like have shit do in mind. you? No. I, I truly don't think Lexi has any idea what's in store for her. Not even in the slightest. But I. Although I will be honest, like, on one hand, I kind of understood what Kyler was saying when they're like, well, how long are you going to stay? And he's like, well, like, it's not my house. Like, I, what what do you guys want me? I, I hate, look, I hate to agree with Kyler. That's, you know, a fate worse than, a fate worse than death is me agreeing with Kyler. But <laughs> when they're like, well, what, what's your plan? Like, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, I, like. I don't get to just, like, make this decision. Like, it's your house. Like, I can't just be like, well, I'm going to stay. That's true. But it's hard to hear because he doesn't have any ideas for anything else. They're three weeks from having a baby, and they don't know the baby's name. And that's just not – I mean, people do that, but that's just a very strange thing to do in 2018. And – Well, I think it's not that they don't know the baby's name. It's that, like – they literally like refuse to like try and pick a name. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. They like, they are not prepared. They I can understand. Like we've it's... looked through a million baby books. Like we just can't decide on anything. Ugh. We'll wait till the baby comes and we have a couple names, but we're not sure. We're bickering about which name to pick. That's what but I mean. But they're they're just like, well, what do you want to name the baby? I don't know. I don't what know. do you want to name what the you baby? You want to name the baby? I don't know. They what? have no idea. And, and they everything. need to recognize that this is a privilege that they don't have to figure this stuff out because they have parents. And stuff. There are plenty of teen parents all the time. Like, 
let's talk about Kale. Kale had to have a plan. Kale yeah. had to have a plan because no one was going to make a plan for her. Kale knew who was going to watch her baby. She knew about she had jobs while she was pregnant. And Lexi can say, I'm pregnant. I can't really look for a job right now, which is true. You can't look for a job today. You're 38 fucking weeks pregnant. <laughs> but Yeah. Uh, so they are, even though I know that Kyle lives across town, from Lexi because his mom was wearing blue eyeshadow and had a neck boob tattoo. I know. I <laughs> yeah, knew the Kyler moment I saw Yeah, Kyler on the other her. side of the tracks. Yeah, Kyler was over there. And also, how does Kyler have a car and no job? And you're poor. This is not how things work. Who gives you gas money? I would never. Anyway, yeah, I'm a so, little confused. I wonder if Kyler is a rich grandfather or something. I think Kyler is just it's quite possible that Kyler has some mental deficiencies. Yes. And Lexi people, too, I mean. Yeah, and people just coddle them. They're like, one day it's going to happen. One day they'll figure it out. No, they don't figure it out until you make them. So, I mean, if I could, I would still be living at my parents' house, sucking up their internet and eating their chips. But they wouldn't let me. So I had to go be a person. And they're going to have to do the same thing for Kyler and Lexi. Um, I think, I don't know if, do you think Kyler's going to last a whole week at the house after the birth? I don't think so. I don't know. I can't tell what Kyler's like around her parents. I can't, I can't tell. I can't get a good read on Kyler because he's like an asshole. He's an asshole. There's no doubt about it. But he's not Mm -hmm. like, he doesn't seem like a yelly asshole. You know, like, no. we haven't heard him, like, raise his voice. Like, I don't think no. Lexi and or Kyler has enough chemistry or energy to, like, raise their voices at each other. And they're just like, no. Kyler's just like, I hate you. And Lexi's like, well, I she really said the like thing. you. No, she said, you're making me mad right now. This No, this is what she said. You're making me so mad right now. That's what she said. <laughs> she sounds like so, Raquel from Vanderpump Rules. She <laughs> does. Oh, she's very Raquel. Oh, very yeah. Raquel. So I'm not sure. I think he may last the whole week. Or if he doesn't, like, on the third day, he's just going to, like, leave. And everyone's going to be like, where did Kyler go? That's and Lexi will be like, be a fight. he left. Right. It's not going to be a fight. He's going to be like, well, looks like he got it. All right. Bye. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah. It just, nothing about their storyline makes a lot of sense to me. I just... I feel I'm very interesting to see Lexi be a parent. I think I think it's interesting that Lexi needs Kyler to stay there for the week when Kyler doesn't do anything. Yeah, Kyler's gonna Kyler sit gonna on the do? couch and look at you. Kyler's not gonna do anything. Kyler, he's not gonna do anything. I will say that like all of the fathers on this this particular franchise are very, I don't want to say involved, but they're there. And they seem, I don't, I'm not saying they're nice people or they're good, they're going to be good fathers, but they seem like they've realized that this person is pregnant and something's going to happen. But Kyler, I think he's, he's not even sure Lexi's really pregnant. Like he's just like, he doesn't, no. And I think she thinks she's going to go back to cheerleading 
Yes. And she's going to go back to hanging out. And and also, she's not going to school right now. Why is she cheerleading? She doesn't go to school anymore. She just goes to cheerleading? This is stupid. This is stupid. It really... I just... I'm ready to see Lexi be a parent because I feel like I don't have any grasp on her as a person. Or... I don't know. I just... I don't know. Something about... I just need to see it happen. I need to get some Lexi movement. Okay. I mean... So we need to reserve judgment on what's gonna... What Lexi's gonna be. I... I'm surprised that Amber's not letting Kyler just move in with them. I think Kyler would move in with them if Kyler wanted to. If some if if Kyler said maybe I should just move in and like he's like, Yeah, I'll ask my mom and she asked her and her mom said yes. Because her I mom did say something though about like, well, you're not married. I think she'd want them to be engaged to be ready to get married. That's what she'd be like, Well, okay. Oh you guys are you serious? Amber and definitely wants Kyler to propose to Lexi. Absolutely. Why? He doesn't he he brings nothing to this table. Because I don't think Amber brings a lot to this table. Amber said, "We wait. We've worked so hard for you to be the hair cheerleader." Amber, are you out there doing flips and shit with her? What are you talking about? Like, why are you so involved in whether she's going to be the head cheerleader? I couldn't give I, a fuck. I mean, when she said to Kyler, she's like, "You know, we love you. We're really proud of you, Kyler." For we what? Just, we're just the real. I mean, Amber's like, we're just so happy you're here, Kyler. And I'm like, oh, you're happy he found his way to your house today. Is that what you're saying? I mean, they're definitely her parents are definitely like Macy and Ryan's parents were, where they just like wanted them to get married because they felt like that was the only thing that could possibly happen. That yeah. that's like the best possible scenario. But I think. Lexi was a prime candidate for an abortion. I think she was. I mean, a lot of these girls were. But I think Lexi is the one that should have gotten an abortion. She absolutely should have gotten one. Let's be real. If Lexi didn't get an abortion, she would have went to community college. Then she would have went, like, transferred to the four-year, but still lived at home. Then, like, Lexi, Lexi didn't have, like, big, like, I'm not knocking that. By the way, like, I went to community college and, like, lived at home. But what I mean is, like, it's not like, I don't think Lexi had any other life plan but being, like, a wife and mother. You're saying a baby didn't ruin her life and knock her off of her plan. But what I'm saying is that Lexi would have had a good seven to ten years to continue to be this stupid. And it wouldn't have been a problem. Because she would, like you said, she would have gone to community college and then transferred to the four-year. She would, she would be arguing with her mom about whether her car was clean, whether, and did she get a ticket at so-and-so. Like, this is, yeah. and it would have been just fine. And she'd be going out with her little friends. And she, her life would have been, there's, there's nothing wrong with that type of life. And seven to ten years from now, so she's 24, she's, uh, she's 27, she's met some guy, she's having a baby. And she's still not super smart. Yeah. But this isn't happening. Okay. And she's also not attached to Kyla for the rest of her life. That's the biggest like, thing. If my daughter got pregnant by Kyler, I would drive her to an abortion clinic that day. I would be like, okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll be right here. 
because we can't have Kyler come to dinner for the rest of our lives. I thought this was a part-time oh. thing, girl. <laughs> so, Could you imagine? I, all right. So who we want to I mean, what a night. Now? Hold on, but just my last thought. What a nightmare is like your boring-ass daughter gets a boring-ass boyfriend when she's 13, and then she gets pregnant by him at 17, so he's going to be around forever. And you're a hot dad with a with a bald head and a and a beard, and you have to talk to him forever. Like Ugh. Lexi and Amber are gonna be chit chatting like Gilmore Girls in the kitchen, and now I have to sit out here and be like, "So, Kyler, uh, how's work?" <laughs> Kyler's gonna be like, "Well, my boss is an asshole, but you know, yeah, I... you know, <laughs> you know, I got the baby needs diapers." Okay, Kyler. So, Kyler, what do you do for spare time? Well, I just stand and sit in the corner and stare at the wall and turn myself off with my with my um, on-off switch in the back. That's I. That's what I feel bad for. I feel bad for a hot Colorado dad because he's going to be dealing with Kyler forever. True. All right. Let's talk about Jade next. I feel personally attached by Jade's life. Because she's young? Like, well, Jade and Sean. Oh. Sean is a lot like my husband. Really? My husband works 12 hours a night, a day, overnight. Okay. And he has done this, and he plays video games. I play video games, too, though. But he doesn't have a whole lot of hobbies. He does not, I, he has friends and stuff, but he's not someone that's, like, going to be like, well, I'm going out with my friends tonight, and I'll see you in 17 hours. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Like, if I need to find my husband, I just go find our Xbox. And that's where he is. Um, But... So one of the reasons I got married to him is because I am married. I have all the perks of being married, but none of the downside. Like I get an extra paycheck from him. I get to have sex with someone who I don't have to like be worried about what I look like with. They just have to, it's legally yes, have sex with me. And I also get like emotional support when I need it. Okay. But he's not usually here when I'm here. So I get to sleep alone in a bed by myself. I get to watch whatever the fuck I want on TV. I get to eat whatever I want. I can go, like, besides the kids, now that we have the kids. But before that, like, I would just be like, okay, well, I'm going somewhere tonight. And I don't have to worry about taking him with me or worrying. Like, so we have a great relationship in that. And if I were Jade, well, I am Jade now that I have kids. I almost single parent him because he's not really there. Mm-hmm. He When he can be, like, so... On Saturday mornings, he gets off of work at 4, between 4 and 6 a.m., and then he stays up and goes to soccer practice with soccer games with the kids, and he stays up. So it's, sometimes he stays up 36 hours because oh. he's trying to be with the children and me, and he's trying to, like, give me attention and stuff. And then he falls asleep, and he'll sleep for maybe 18 hours. And so I will say that he tries very hard, but... I am the primary caretaker because kids don't go to night school. Like you have to work it out if someone mm-hmm. works nice like that. So I understand, like I felt personally attacked by Jade because she felt so dumb to me. And Sean, I think he's on drugs. Something's not right with him. You think, okay. So I don't know if he's on all... drugs, but something's just, something's off about him. So he, I just didn't get it. And when, so when she, the, the, when her story starts and she's like crying and stuff and I empathize, so I, I empathize with her because I'm thinking to myself, 
yeah, it is. You might suck, girl. But did you not? What were you doing for nine months? You're 21. Did you not, like, read a book? Like, why are you staring at the back of a formula can saying you don't know how much to put? It says it on the back. Read I that. think she was just like so sleep deprived, and I well, and they were talking about the and baby not eating, and I think and if in the the last episode she was nursing, so I think she was planning on nursing. The nursing probably didn't uh-huh. work out the way it was supposed to. She's in this tiny little apartment, basically by herself, bad. and yeah. she feels her grandma's Mima is flipping her out Mimo. because she calls Mima and says the baby's not eating. So Mima's Mima, out. Yeah. Baby's not eating. Understandably so. <laughs> yeah. And the baby, I think she's just so overwhelmed. And you can tell she's like, I mean, she, her. you can tell her body is fucked up. Like, have you noticed the way she's like getting in and out of bed and like walking? Yeah. Like, she can barely move. Like, it rips she you is, open, girl. She is having trouble physically. And I think she just like has not slept and is just so overwhelmed and I really do think she like knew it would be hard but just like did not prepare for like the emotional stress she knew it was going to be this hard she was like yeah it's going to be rough but then she was like whoa I'm in it and well and she probably feels like a failure because she's a hard worker Jade is somebody that gets shit done and probably has been getting shit done her whole life and has always counted on herself and nobody else and now all of a sudden she's like in over her head in such a way that she has never felt like before. Yeah. Okay. I get that part. And maybe I'm, I'm so hard on her because I'm the same way. I'm so hard on Kale because I identify with them. Both of them. Yeah. I identify you. with them. She's Kale and she's so I you. Think to my, I think to myself, okay, girl, you've got, so then let grandma come over and watch the baby for, for half a day. And I realize you, no one wants to take a newborn to daycare, but you need you can't sit there with the baby all day because you're because you are the person that's going to go crazy. So you need to ask for help and not from your drug addict mother. So let grip me my wash the baby. And Sean was getting on my nerves, not because I thought he should understand depression because a lot of people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But he was on my nerves in that car because I was like, you're so dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. She no. moving up to the point of having having a baby is just like having a wedding. The lead up to the wedding and the lead up to the baby is full of people congratulating you, giving you gifts and positive feedback, and then it's over. And then you're alone at the place with the baby or you're alone with this dude that you just promised to be married to. So it's lots of people get depressed afterwards because it's hard. And every working mom in the world feels guilt about not being able to be there with the baby, wanting to be there with the baby, but also not wanting to be there with the fucking baby. Yeah. Everybody feels that way. So, and no one's telling her, I wish she had some friends come over or something like that, or some friends with kids say, yeah, that's how you're going to feel till you die. Because you're, you, it's, it's a balanced thing. And Sean at the end being like, I quit my job. I would have punched him in his fucking face. I mean, the fact is, Chloe is, like, the baby Chloe is, like, like a week week old, old, right? And I understand why Jade was, like, we can't take the fucking newborn to a daycare, you dumbass. You can't. No one does that. 
but that's how like disconnected from children and like being a parent and like the wor- the world he is like what he was trying to say i think was like we should have somebody come in and help you so that you can get out of the house like the one you was, trust yeah what relative. he was trying to say is like you need a break like i can see you're kind of losing it you need help but he's such an idiot that he's like yeah the baby should go to daycare because like his she niece can't go anywhere for like to daycare like, like six weeks is the is no, yeah, you can't even the and also infant daycare you might as well buy a Maserati yeah you yeah, might as well buy a like two to one the teachers it's you can't do I so Jade is is I'm not listen there there are millions of mothers all over the world that have to go back to work over financial concerns okay but um, Jade is out down for the count I can't. Sean can't stay home. Jade's out of work at least for, I would say, three months. It's just not going to be possible. And Sean's saying he's going to stay home. Sean, you're going to play Call of Duty all day. Yeah. And I'm not saying, listen, Sean seems like he cares about Chloe a lot. He's, he was holding Chloe when she was in the room. He's like, oh, she sees you. Like, he seems like, in the past two episodes, I've seen him touch Chloe more than I've seen Adam touch Aubrey in eight years of, of Team Mom. Okay. Yes. Like care for it. Like, you know, he seems like he seems like he wants to, but he also has no frame of reference. So so the fact that Jay's telling you she's depressed and you are so dumb that you don't even think, Oh, postpartum depression is a thing. You go, Well, you seem happy to me. You seem crazy. Okay. And then the fact that why are you guys talking about him taking a part time job? You guys have a newborn baby. He ha- he needs to be at work for 13 hours a day. He, he needs, what she needs is support. But because of your financial circumstances, that doesn't mean he quits his job. It means that grandma helps. You probably have a cousin that has a baby. You Do you have any siblings that would love to be auntie for the day? You've got to figure, because just getting out of the house for a couple of hours um, every other day or something would change everything. It would change everything. I can't believe how little reaction Jade had to the quitting the job news. She was like, what? (laughs) I think, I wonder if she was so shocked. He's like, well, you need help. Like, you told me you were depressed. And when she was like, well, why didn't you ask for a part-time? It's like, can you get, how, who's paying rent on your place? And what is she, a waitress? She waitresses, right? Okay, so she can probably... I mean, she can hit it. She can make money. But she she can't go back to work right now. She's right. She can't go back to work right now. She looks... She doesn't even look like she can walk very well. No. She's, her going from the bed to the kitchen was so painful. Yes. So painful. And then... Pregnancy fucks up your hormones. She's saying she feels like a single mom and she feels alone and she wants you there is not the... She may be complaining back to you. You have to listen to it and 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 receive it and assure her. Not quit your job though. You need to be like. You need to see if you can get a couple days off, and if you can't, then then you need to do some other things. One of the things my husband does, even though he's really not here, my husband takes my kids to school in the morning. He mm-hmm. he gets home. He plays he plays Call of Duty or Monster World or 
We're about to get uh, the new God of War. We're really excited about that. He plays something for like an hour or two, and then his alarm goes off, and he wakes the kids up, and he gets them ready, and he takes them to school in the morning. And then he comes home and goes to sleep. And that is appreciative. It's a small thing, but it takes one more thing off my plate. Mm-hmm. He'll say to me, he actually does, he does this motion where he's taking something off my plate. He'll look at me and he'll say, I make pork chops for dinner. And he'll do a motion of him pulling something off my plate. And oh. it's him, it's him communicating to me. He's not a great communicator, but it's him communicating to me that I see you. I see yeah. you. And I am doing, I can't do everything, but I can do my best. And that's what Sean could do. Sean watching the baby for a little bit, Sean staying, getting less, a little less sleep, even though he's the only one working. All those things would help immensely for Jade. Quitting your job? It's crazy. It's just crazy. Like, I wonder if the off-camera discussion was like, well, you know, the MTV check's coming soon. No, not go get their baby. So many things. So that's what the the Team Mom New Jersey girls thought, too. Not go mm-hmm. get there, okay? That's true. <laughs> they thought... All those poor <laughs> Team Mom and... The TMNJ girls, R.I.P. <laughs> I, I hope that in the next episode, because I do root for Jade. I, I understand where Jade is coming from. I expect a lot from Jade, and maybe that's why I'm so hard on her. I was so angry with her this episode. I was just like, I got, I need you to hop into this. I know, I need you to fix, and I don't know why you had sex with Sean, because he seems like he's high. Because that's the only reason, I don't know, I would kill him. Oh, I by the way, him. Sean is 24, our face, I somebody that. in our Facebook group found that out, which I was surprised. I'm not sure I believe that. Also, Jade confuses me on social media because she'll post something about being like a single mom, but then I'll go and look at, I looked at his Instagram and she was like commenting on his shit. Like he posted a picture the other day and she's like, daddy. So. Maybe she's still fucking. I think that. No, I think that they're, like, together and she just considers herself a single mom. <laughs> sure, maybe. I mean, that's not the real definition, but I can see if he's still working that job where he's just not around. Yeah, that or they like maybe are, like, mom. together but don't live together. They're on and off. Maybe. You know. Maybe. But I would rather Sean be at work than at home. And that's just how, because I know they're, they're not Alexi and Kyler. They can't just live at mom's house. No. They don't have it. They are out on their own. They live in an apartment. They both have cars. Their her mom is not a source of is not a resource. It was nice she was on the phone this time. To this episode that was that I felt yeah. she was trying and that was. Good. I noticed though, Jade. Um, I think she does this thing where who she relies on both her mom and Mima and whoever she's mm-hmm. mad at. She wants the other one to like bitch about. Sure. I know, like, she's like, Mima needs to stop fucking calling me. I'm going to curse her out. But, like, in the last episode, she was, you know what, like, in the doctor's office, she wanted Mima to be on her side and against her mom. I think the three of them have a weird dynamic going on. First of all, they're each only 10 years apart. Okay? That's true. So, I I feel like they have a shifting dynamic. Them all in the same room, I'm like, Mima looks like she might be 50 years old. Yeah. Which makes, and Jade's 21. Which I mean, I she could see, be. She could be 50, and then mom would be 35. Mom looks a hard 35 because she, but. Is a meth addict. That makes her, yeah. yeah, that makes her mom younger than me. 
Right. I mean, she definitely could be. And then Sean's aging like fucking milk over there. I don't. That man is thirty-five. He's not taking care. Littlefoot's not taking care of himself. He's not taking care of himself. Littlefoot, you need to get it together. He's not taking care of himself, and it's probably because he's working his. He is killing himself at that job. It it seems like a manual labor type place. I think it's. I think they're movers. I think he works at a moving company, which is grueling. That's a grueling job. Twelve hours a day. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, probably from six to six. Is that so? He's in the dark. So it was dark in the morning, not dark at night. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you're a moving company, I mean, you probably work sometimes even more. Like if they they have the job, they have the job. You know, like if the job's four hours away, like you got to drive that truck four hours away and then drive it back. Yeah. Okay. So I hope that next. Because I really enjoyed the episode before where he was taking care of her. Because I didn't know mm-hmm. he was going to do that. I didn't Same. know he could do that. So I know he has it in him. And already, like I said, I've seen him interact with his child in a caring way. Far more than I've seen some of these people I've been watching for 10 years. So I know he has it in him. I hope he fig- figures out what he's doing. And this is a moment of, of insanity and that they get back on track because I want them to do I don't know if I want them to be together but I do want them to move forward in their lives hey guys to hear the rest of this week's episode come on over to patreon.com slash eb psychos thank you all so much have a great week bye this has been an episode of feathers in my hair an emotionally broken psychos patreon exclusive executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.